P-A-S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters catching feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause St. Louis is already Forget about it, goodbye Hold up, we just saying hi Five somebody, rise up Weekdays, catch us live Somebody, let's go Good morning, everybody And welcome to the Pascal Show Yes What's up, everybody? Let me adjust this camera real quick. How y'all doing? I hope you guys are doing well out there. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday, y'all. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a very informative and very um, fun-filled day today uh, of all kinds of news. Like I said, like, uh, like I always keep saying, I don't know why. I do not know why. I keep saying this, but it's true. There's so much stuff to talk about today. Like, I don't even know where to begin, y'all. There is so much news, so many things that we have not gotten a chance to really talk about and all that. So we got to jump right into it. But of course, you know, I got to say what up to my boy, Tommy Boy in the house. What is good, my brother? Hey, hey, how you doing? We got a hump day here. It's hump day. It is hump day. It is hump day. Yes. I think, honestly, I think that's the most uh, positive response I've gotten from you in uh, probably the entire time that we've ever had this show, my brother. <laughs> like, damn, you know? Thank God. I am not, you know, we do this show at nine in the morning, and I am not by nature a morning person. My, my day almost begins more at 9 p.m. than at 9 a.m. I, 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 <laughs> I feel you. I totally, totally, totally feel you, man. Uh, you know, actually, not really. I, I, I used to be that way. I used to be that way, but not anymore so much. Now I'm just, man, uh, now I'm just an, uh, an early bird. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm always up early in the morning, that kind of thing. It doesn't matter how many, how many hours I get uh, of sleep the night before uh, for some odd reason. I'm always up no matter what. 7:30. I'm up. Oh, oh god. No, it's Even terrible. Even on the weekend? Even on the weekend, bro. It's it's yeah. it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> Trust me. There are days that I would love to have like those days where you get to just sleep. You know that deep deep sleep and you get to sleep in till noon type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't got no kids. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no kids. I should be able to enjoy Sleeping in till noon, at least for now, until, you know, until that day when I have, when I've, you know, graced the planet with, with my seed. But at the same time, yeah, 730, I'm up. Ugh. It's tough. It's really tough. I don't wish it on anybody. Trust. Trust <laughs> and believe. Um, but yes, I'm happy that you're, you're happy. Today is hump day. So it's only two more days till what the weekend y'all. So I'm very excited about that. Um, <laughs> Mr. Super said, uh, up early means you're getting old. How funny, how funny is that? It looks like I lost Tom here for some weird, strange reason. Hold on. I'm going to try to get him back on. But anyway, uh, before we get all the way started, <laughs> um, man, but that's true though. Let me see. Hopefully I got him back or not. Let me see if I can try to get him. That's weird. Suddenly I just lost 
Suddenly oh, I I'm lost back. you. Suddenly I lost you randomly. That was weird yeah, as hell. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know if that was a glitch on my end or what. It might have been both. You just kind of went dead on here. Hey, bro, it might have been both. You know what I'm saying? Think, th- these things happen. You know what I mean? Tano Vane, good morning. Hello. Um, uh, let's see. What else? Uh, James, good morning. Everybody on Facebook, good morning. Everybody who's watching on Twitch, good morning. Hope you guys are doing all great and dandy. Anyway, we got to get into some conversations because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, one of the main things, let me, let me start getting this stuff. Like, One of the things I want to talk about, and, and it is on one of our top news stories, we're gonna, we, we got to talk, uh, talk real quick about the NYPD and the union boss's address. And uh, Tom, do you have a little bit of that information? Eh? Give me just a moment. Oh, no here. worries, man. Take um, your time. I'm actually trying to pull up the actual video because I do have a clip from the uh, actual cop from the cap from the union boss uh, himself. So we're going to be talking about that as well. Um, oh, Dag nabbit. Yeah, I do. Do you have the article there? I, I do not have the article, but I can in a second. So, um, okay. So, New York police boss, union boss, Mike O'Meara, uh, was had a chance to uh, have a press conference yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, and uh, he had a lot to say in regards to uh, how the public and the media are looking and uh, uh what their perspective of what the nypd is like so we have a little bit of a video i'm going to throw this up really quick because uh First of our profession 375 <clears throat> okay hold on guys i got it here we're gonna pull it up you know here it is so he's basically unloading in this particular area in this particular part actually the whole his whole speech was very uh, heated, very angry. He was uh, upset, rightfully so, I guess. Um, so we're going to throw this on and uh, have you guys check it out. Here it is. This isn't stained by someone in Minneapolis. It's still got a shine on it. And so do theirs. So do theirs. Stop treating us like animals and thugs. And start treating us with some respect. That's what we're here today to say. We've been left out of the conversation. We've been vilified. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Trying to make us embarrassed of our profession. 375 million interactions, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. Nobody talks about all the police officers that were killed in the last week in the United States of America, and there were a number of them. We don't condone Minneapolis. We roundly reject what he did as disgusting. It's disgusting. It's not what we do. It's not what police officers do. Our legislators abandoned us. The press is vilifying us. Well, you know what, guys? I'm proud to be a cop. And I'm going to continue to be proud to be a cop until the day I retire. And that's all I have to say. 
Well, there you have it. The man, the myth, <laughs> uh, the union, the NYPD union boss definitely had to say something. And uh, yeah, uh, Mike O'Mara, Mike O'Mira definitely had a few words to say about this thing, man. Tom, what do you think? Well, I mean, I, I'm glad to hear that he says that they don't condone what happened in Minneapolis. And I'm seeing where he's called what what happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis murder. Um, and I, I can I can get where he's coming from as a cop. It's obviously not an easy time, I'm sure, in America to be a cop. A lot of a lot of stuff being said about cops, some of it rightfully so, maybe some of it a little under the belt. Um, I will say, you know, from a PR standpoint, I don't know how that works, you know, going out and saying, you know, but I mean, he's not wrong. I, I wonder tonally if that's going to connect with people. Hmm. There was a lot of anger in it, a lot of finger pointing as to saying, you know, you're trying to paint us as paint us like the people like the cops in Minneapolis. I can get that he's angry. I just worry are, are more angry cops on TV. <laughs> what what America wants to see right now. I mean, even if his anger is righteous, I mean, maybe maybe that's a maybe that was a conversation that could have been had behind closed doors mm. with members of the police union as opposed to the press especially you know you know on the same day that George Floyd is being buried or you know I'm not sure if that was yesterday or you know I don't I'm not sure when he gave this speech but um I mean I agree you know good cops shouldn't be tarnished because of what happened in Minneapolis but you know, what's happened? I mean, there's so many other things that have been happening now between Buffalo and then that police union guy down in Brevard County, Florida, saying he wanted to hire all police that have been hired, fired for misconduct. Um, but I can get if, if he feels he's running a, a clean organization there with NYPD. And I, I guess that's up for debate whether or not, you know, how clean the NYPD is. But uh he feels like he's running a clean operation up there in New York. Mm -hmm. I could see where he'd be upset that people are saying, you know, you guys are just a bunch of murderers like the people that killed George Floyd. Mm -hmm. But I, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I don't know about the greater uh, part of his speech, but I was glad to hear him say that he does not agree with what happened to George Floyd. And I was glad to hear that he called that murder. So, mm. Not yeah. knowing much more about it than that, I'll, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I think there's a couple things to 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 put into consideration. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is it's not how it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Um, at the end of the day, especially when you know there's a lot of people out here on an, on nerve. You know, very sensitive uh, a very sensitive nerve going out on right now. Um, I see what he was trying to say in regards to the his his rant. Um, but at the same time, I, I feel like a lot of it's going to go over a lot of people's heads because they're just seeing him angry and screaming instead of being, you know, a, a little bit more controlled. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, it, he just, it felt like he was really like, and another thing and another thing. Cause even when he got done with his speech and he's like, and I'm done, 
He walks away and he comes back to the microphone like he ain't done. Like he's in a fight with, you know, like he's in a very passionate fight with, you know, a family member or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yes, I understand that he has to defend his boys. And it's great that he had his boys behind him. There was only one black cop back there, by the way. I was looking at it. Trust me, I looked. I was watching. I'm like, where are the black faces? Because I want to see black NYPD. I want to see, or at least black and brown. I'm like, where are the black and brown? I only saw one black cop way in the back. You know? Yeah, well, there there just aren't very many African-Americans in New York City. I mean, you've lived there. They're, you know, few and far between. Yeah, right. Uh, And and here's the thing. New York, yeah, New York is a very passionate place. You know, they're, they're like, I'm walking. Here every time, you know, that kind of thing. New York is New York. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, you know, I, I know that he was sitting there going, hey, we are being vilified. We are being looked at as animals and thugs. But wait a second. You guys do the same thing to the people that you're trying to arrest. You treat them and look at them as animals and thugs. And when you start start stop doing that and you start looking at us at, at the people that you're about to arrest as not that maybe we can actually have a conversation. So you might be feeling what the black community feels whenever they, whenever a cop pulls up to a black person, instantly they are vilified instantly. They are being treated as a animal or thug. So when you start saying those things, it's kind of like maybe you're finally seeing what it feels like to wear the other shoe. You know, yeah. now, now you know what it feels like or now you're starting to see what it feels like to be on the other side of the fence. And that's it. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of the story, you know. But I would definitely love to think, hear what you guys think. Definitely comment down below. I know that the comments are already ablazing down in the comments section. So definitely comment down below and let us know what you think about that. To me. I totally see, I I totally see his point. I get it. But at the same time, now you kind of get an idea of what it's like to be black and getting pulled over instantly looked at as a criminal instantly looked at as someone who has probably has drugs on him, probably has a, a police record. You know, he probably has a few warrants out, so on and so forth. And that stuff is unfair. So that unfairness that you're feeling is exactly what the black community feels every single day anyway um let's you know let's read some of these okay jenny narado on facebook thank you so much for commenting on facebook she says okay so then the next time we have a teacher that is sexually involved with a uh, a student or abuses a student let's defund the american teachers uh she she says another question and this is a second comment she said do you think uh, the teachers union should send an angry response. That's, uh, you know, here it is. That is a very. He. <laughs> that's a very interesting question. But at the same time. I don't know how to answer that one. I think. OK, so I'll say this. Uh, there's there's a lot of. Uh, yes, there are. St- there are stories about teachers, you know, having uh, sexual, you know, uh, sexual abuse uh, uh, allegations and having, you know, relations of that sort. But it's it's not at the same level as what the NYPD, like, you know, what the cops are, are doing out there in the streets with with all people, 
not just not just uh, black, you know, um, with just all people that they're trying to arrest and all that. So when it comes to the, the teacher, so when it comes to a teacher having an angry response or, you know, a, a teacher, a, a member of the teacher's union having an angry response, that's a bad, I think still that's a really bad look at the end yeah. of the day. It's a really, like I said, it's still a really bad look. So when you have, like we just sec- said a second ago, when you have homeboy in front of, you know, uh, uh, Omira in front of the microphones screaming at the media, screaming at the general public, when right now the entire general public, for the most part, are behind the whole Black Lives Matter movement, for the most part. You got people who are agitated right now. The last thing you want to do is keep poking that bear. My personal opinion, you want to come up and go, hey, okay, so here it is. No, 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 no. You're only, you're only vilifying yourself even more by approaching the situation as such. By screaming and yelling and all that. No one's going to l- listen to what you're saying. It doesn't even matter if you're sitting there saying, here's how to be a millionaire. Everyone's just too busy looking at the fact that your face is all scrunched up and red and angry. And they're thinking about the delivery rather than the words. So even, you know, so that's a, you know, Jenny, that's a very good question. Thank you so much for asking that on Facebook. Well, I, hang on. You know, go ahead. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, with, with teachers that, you know, sexually abuse their students, it's not like the Teachers Association, you know, Teachers Union comes out and says, oh, no, 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 this is wrong. This is a lie. It's not like yeah. it's not like the Teachers Union or t- administration comes to their defense every time. If you remember this George Floyd stuff started, I mean, how many half-truths and untruths were told before the video was out? You know, they said he died of medical distress. They said he died, you know, in the ambulance or at the hospital or whatever. Yeah. He clearly died at the scene. Mm-hmm. You don't have teachers administrations and teachers unions coming out and saying, well, hang on, not all teachers are out there raping their kids. You know, they... The 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 rush for police and police unions to defend these cops, uh, I think you're, you're not going to find teachers out there that defend teachers that have inappropriate relationships with students. You find a lot of cops out there that are defending questionable tactics used against people of color in this country. There you go. Yeah. So, and yeah, then you. That's but so, my opinion on it. Yeah, exactly. So when you have somebody who's screaming. Either one, if it's teachers union or or, you know, the the union boss of the NYPD screaming at the media, mm, not the greatest look. It's not a good look. Regardless, not a good look, you know, and to try and co-opt the message that, uh, you know, a lot of African-Americans have been saying, you know, you don't see us as people. You see us as animals and thugs for him to turn around and use that for police. I, again, I don't know who wrote it. I, I, they probably don't, you know, who wrote his speech. Clearly, they don't have a lot of uh, skill or experience in public relations. Right. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I get that you want to keep morale up with the police. Maybe you have that. Maybe maybe you give that speech behind closed doors. Yeah. Maybe you don't give that one on camera. Th- that's, you know? That's a win this one for the Gipper type of, type of speech. You know what I'm saying? That's the... 
you know, you get on the you get on the chair and you, you know, hey, guys, and we're going to go out there. And it's all, you know, it's a game of inches. It's a game of inches. You know, some Al Pacino Friday, Friday. Uh, no, no, no. Any given oh, Sunday. Any Sunday yeah, yeah. No, any given Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a game of inches. You know, you just crawl and you grab the ball and you run over to the. Hey, buddy, just throw the ball to me at the third Buick. You know, mama's ringing the dinner bell. Anyway, moving on. Um, sorry, full on <laughs> any given Sunday action there. Sorry. But here it is. Uh, yes, it's it's really that that kind of speech, that kind of uh, fiery, passionate speech should definitely be done behind, you know, with with your team, with your people, that kind of thing, with your squad. But right there in front of everybody, like I said, I understand the intent I understand, like James just said a second ago, uh, intent is what counts, uh, it's what is in the heart. Now, and I agree with that. I I agree that he probably was very, he's obviously very uh, passionate. But there's a time and place for everything. You can still speak passionately without actually going into an angry rant. And that's what it seemed like, you know? He's walking back and forth and he's, you know, and I get it. Like I said, I get the intent. It's just how it's delivered, you know, long story short. And, you know, and that's not the delivery you want to have right now at this, at this moment in this juncture, in this juncture. Eh, not right now. Um, but uh, Tanu Vane, really quick. Uh, she just, they just asked a question. Tanu Vane just asked a question. Um, have you ever had an interaction? Have either of you had interaction with the NYPD? I can tell this story real quick. Yes, I have. Um, long story short, I was, uh, I've talked about this story before, um, but uh, I was walking out of uh, my apartment complex in New York City because I lived in New York for, for a good long while. Went to college up there. So I was uh, running home to get some stuff to get to school get to class the whole nine. I was running late. Um, I run out of the building and I, to f- find myself staring down the barrel of a gun held by a cop. They said that there was a kid uh, that they were looking for, a uh, black male in a hoodie, dark jeans and sneakers. Guess what I was wearing? <laughs> hoodie, dark jeans, sneakers. Yeah. So he instantly thought it was me. Of course, I had to show, you know, he was like, get down. You know, he's like, you know, the whole, you know, get down, MFR and all that stuff. He was really, really aggressive. Like the dude wanted to, uh, you know, he really wanted to put a hurting to me. Um, But I kept trying to talk him down, basically saying, hey, man, I, I live here. I was just running out. Uh, they said that apparently he ran into this apartment complex that I lived in. The description clear, like very closely matched what I was, what I was wearing at that time, the whole nine. Uh, so it was a very, very interesting situation. Long story short, I was able to show and prove that I lived there the whole nine. Uh, after, after a few minutes, they finally let me go. But I was detained by them for a good while where they were just asking me millions and millions of questions. They searched my bag. They went through all my stuff. You know, I'm sitting there going, I have no weapons. I have no nothing. I didn't do anything. I just, I live in this building. Finally showing them proof that I lived there, my ID and all that stuff. So that was my experience with the NYPD. 
It wasn't very pleasant. I've dealt with the NYPD several other times before, but at the same time, never to that extent. Uh, you know, I was in New York when and uh, when 9-11 happened, was one of the people that experienced it firsthand. And it was night and day. Uh, when I met, when I, when I ran into the police then, it was a completely different vibe. Everybody was working together. There was no black and white. There were no race, racial lines. Everybody was working together. Everybody was trying to get past such a horrific and terrible experience, you know? So it was two completely different worlds that I experienced, you know? And yeah, there are a lot of jerk cops out there. A lot of cops are a-holes, real talk. But there are a lot of good ones out there too. So I've seen some bad ones and I've seen some good ones, you know, but unfortunately I've seen a lot more bad than I've seen good in, in my lifetime, you know? So NYPD, you know, like I said, there's only a few times that I've, there's only a few times that I've seen NYPD be like the, what they're saying that the NYPD is like, you know, um, but then, you know, I've seen other things where people have been really on, on top of things and really respectful. So, yeah, it's just, uh, I guess, you know, after, after some time when you, get your, uh, when you get pulled over 15 times over because of, you know, driving while black or getting, you know, a gun pulled out on you, you know, thinking that because you, you closely match the description, after some time, they all kind of blend after some time, everything just kind of blends because you're just so used to it. You're used to seeing that thing all the time, which is a sad thing, which is something that I never should be saying. I should be saying, yeah, this play, that time was so horrific and I don't ever want that to ever happen again. No, it's happened other times before for me. You see what I'm saying? I'm just happen to be, I just happen to be one of the lucky people that can live to be in front of this microphone telling the story to all of you. There's a lot of guys out there that aren't as lucky. Anyway, moving on to the next conversation. Good morning, Chris LaRose. What's up, my brother? Hey. Um, and, uh, you know, I appreciate, man, I'm trying to get into this this thing is not wanting to be my friend. I keep scooting over and over and over. Okay, so uh, moving on to the next topic because, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to talk about today. Um, so, uh, you know what? I want to throw this one over to Tom. Which, what else do you want to go into right now? Well, I mean, we, there, there was a funeral yesterday uh, for George Floyd. Um, Most definitely. Yeah. Most so. definitely. This is very beautiful. Yes. From the, yes, the little bit that I saw. I didn't get to see the whole thing. Um, I was busy running around, but I got to see uh, a lot of highlights on, on YouTube. And, you know, I had it running on the TV throughout the, throughout the morning. So I was able to see it in, in passing and everything. And, yeah, it's some really beautiful stuff, you know. Um, yeah, some really, really beautiful stuff. Real talk. Yeah. You hope his family can start to... Yeah, heal a little bit, and yeah, it was a beautiful ceremony, and you know, not not unlike uh, Ahmad Arbery's funeral, it 
you know, there, there, there was, there were celebrities there, Jamie Foxx, Channing Tatum, JJ Watt, uh, Trey, the truth representative, Sheila Jackson, Houston police chief, Art Acevedo, uh, Houston mayor, Sylvester Turner. Um, you know, it, it's, it's clear that, you know, the, these funerals are, are for the community, you know, are, are, are to celebrate the man, but also to bring healing to the community. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's interesting. It's, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's a moment of healing. Joe Biden, uh, he, he had a video that, you know, it was played at the funeral. Mm-hmm. He said, I know a lot of you have questions that no child, uh, should have to ask questions that too many black children have had to ask for generations. Uh, you know, why is daddy gone? Um, says now is the time for racial justice. That's the answer we must give to our children when they ask why. Yeah. Yeah. So a heavy day yesterday. Hopefully, hopefully now, you know, now there can be some healing and some, some justice and some changes. Yeah. So this, this kind of incident doesn't keep happening over and over again. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, I'm really hoping like real talk. I'm really hoping that there's a a time when we actually start seeing that this is a thing of the past. We don't like we still remember those people that have died. We still honor those people that have passed. But at the same time, this is that we don't have these stories anymore. You know, that the that is not from in the by the hands of police. You know, it's not from by the hands of <clears throat> the people that are supposed to protect and serve the, their uh, said community, you know, and I'm, I'm waiting for that moment. I'm really I'm really waiting to see what really happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mm, it's just like I said, it's a uh, it's a it's a frustrating time. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and the only thing we can do is, is we got to go through this awkward period, you know, so that we can actually fully be, so that we can fully get through what we need to, you know, figure out what we need to figure out so we can get moving again. So we can actually get things so that life can begin again in a way, you know, so that we all can have a better life. Yeah. All of us. All of us, you know. So um, let's go into this other thing. Um, so there is this is a little small story, but uh, not a small story, but it's a it's a small topic. So we're going to talk about it really quick. Voter suppression in Atlanta, Georgia. Did you hear about this, Tom? I did. I did. Um, not not the first time Georgia has been accused of voter suppression. Really? But, uh, I didn't know that. I thought this yeah. was the first time well, the, ever. The whole Stacey Abrams, uh, you know, when she lost, there were uh, to the current governor, uh, Bryant Kemp. Uh, there, there are a lot of questions surrounding that uh, that election between Bryant Kemp and Stacey Abrams uh, as to if there was voter suppression, which some people say there definitely was. But, it, you know. Yesterday, yesterday, Georgia had the uh, had their primary for the Republican and Democratic candidates, and it did not go well. Uh, there were hours long waits. Most of the machines, it sounds like, weren't working. 
Um, People were being turned away from polling places. I mean, this is... It's, and there's all kinds of finger pointing going on. There are people blaming the Republican state administration, Governor Kemp. Um, there, there are people blaming local officials in these places. Mm-hmm. This is the most fundamental part of our entire society is free and open elections. And they can't get that right. I mean, I realize, you know, a lot of the excuse for this is coming down to you know, the problems with uh, coronavirus, not having enough people to staff polling stations. Okay, but we've had a while to get this right. People should be able to vote, and it shouldn't take hours for them to vote, and they shouldn't be turned away from voting, and the voting machine should work. And a lot of the local officials that are taking the blame from the Republican state administration are saying that they weren't properly staffed at the local level by the state officials. They weren't properly trained on how to use the equipment. But if this isn't cleared up by November and people aren't able to vote in the general election, exactly. It's going to be a, you think you see burning cities now, (laughs) homie, I'm scared. I'm terrified. I'm no, no real talk. Yeah. You're, you're right. When you say, you know, Hey, yeah, you know, you think that we're only going to have a few burning buildings? We're going to have a whole lot of burning buildings. I'm telling you right now, if they don't get the absentee ballots on point, if they, like the the um, the mail-in voting voting things on on point, if we start seeing other, I've been using a lot of air quotes lately, but I'm going to do it again. <laughs> issues. If they start seeing more issues like this happen all over the country. God's trying to tell you something. Something's not right. Still, no matter what, what's going on right now is not right. Something's not right. They want to jack this thing up because they know for a fact that right now, obviously, every everybody, there's an uprising. There is a there is a frustration. You know, the the everyone's blood is boiling right now. And there's a lot of people that disapprove of Trump right now. Shoot, there's Republicans that are starting to lean a little bit more to the blue right now. You know, starting to turn a little purple right now. Why? Because they cannot stand what's going on in the White House right now and what's going on in the country. So they suppress voter. They they, they do voter suppression for what reason? They do voter suppression for what reason in one spot that is predominantly a black community? When you know for a fact that everybody there is sitting there going, man, we about to vote everybody out, man. We about to get this stuff done. Why do you think they wouldn't did that? Especially in a predominantly black area, predominantly black community. Think about it, y'all. And then the other thing is, is that there is other places that people had to drive an hour outside of their way just to go and vote. Because there was other places that work that were working just fine, except places places that were hap- that were weren't working, except places in the in the uh, in the black communities that were not working. That's not right. That's truly jacked up. That's truly truly jacked up. Somebody just commented on here. Uh, hold on, I'm looking for it real quick. Hold that thought. Queen, good morning, my queen. Queen Empress said on YouTube, yes, voter suppression, long lines, broken machines. I finally, after three hours, cast my Trump eviction vote. 
<laughs> Real talk. Like, but that's the thing. Long lines, broken machines. Some people had to leave their, the comfort of their own areas to go find a place so that they could go vote. Now, as much as they could sit here and say that, oh, you know, because a lot of Republicans will sit there and say, oh, you know, this all this up, upheaval and all this BS that's happening right now is happening specifically because it's vote. It's 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 voting season. It's election season. It's time to blah, blah, blah. They're, you know, the, the the Democrats are pushing this type of agenda so that they can get what they want uh, when it comes to election season. If that's the freaking case. You doing voter suppression does not make y'all look any better. So voter suppression, not a good idea. Republicans, if you're trying to make it seem if you're trying to make it seem like it's all like this whole thing is a ploy to get us Democrats. <laughs> it's like Democrats trying to get the, the more of the black vote during this time. If that's the case. You're not making your side look any better. Real talk. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of Republican officials, including Trump, have just kind of given away given away the game at this point. But it's like, oh, yeah, if we do mail in balloting, a Republican president will never be elected again. It's like, yeah, you just said the quiet part out loud. Right. <laughs> you, know, you can't you can't just say, hey, we don't want people to vote because then we won't be able to win. I mean, I think it was, like, was an enemy nation yesterday that was asking me no. how I feel okay speaking on systemic racism. It's because it's right in front of my damn face. Bang. <laughs> we got the president of the United States saying we can't let people vote or we'll lose. Well, what the hell else would you call that? Yeah, just like the NYPD union boss. Isn't that a conversation he should be, he should be having behind closed doors and not out in public? <laughs> just, just a thought. Just a thought. Right. So voter suppression. It's actually happening, and this is not the first time it's happened, apparently. I didn't know that. I thought it was the first time in, in Atlanta. I've heard of, about it before, but I didn't know it was happening. That was the first, that's not the first time that has happened uh, in Atlanta, which is messed up and unfair and ridiculous. But I'm saying this to everybody who's out there wanting to vote and make a change because it's all about our votes and, every, and who we elect in all the other houses and all the other brackets and branches as well. Man, if you got the gas and if you got the time, shoot, put on a podcast, get in your car and drive that extra hour and sit in that line. OK, go get you a, a, a nice sweet tea. You know what I'm saying? A jumbo sized sweet tea with a big gulp or some, something like that. Sit in that line, put on some sunglasses and a baseball cap, enjoy some of that sun and get your vote in by any means necessary. I don't give a damn about what they're trying to do and trying to mess with us, man. You get it done, y'all. You go and you get it done. Even if you have to go to the whitest, craziest suburban areas with all Karens walking around staring at you looking funny, I don't give a damn. If you got to put on a sign saying, I'm here to vote, leave me alone, shoot, wear it. By any means necessary, our votes count. Our votes matter this time. Let us get this guy out. Let's go. Do not use that voter suppression as an excuse. Find another place to go. Trust. Make it a field trip. <laughs> Everybody chip in on some gas. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Make it do the trip. Just go. Because that should not be happening. Real talk, that should not be happening. Yep. This should not be happening, yo. 
It's breaking my heart. Because then that's the thing. People will find excuses. Oh, well, it's not, it's not convenient. It's not conveniently in front of me. So I, I, I guess I'm just going to vote another time. Two years later, two years later, get out and vote now. Right now. Whew. Anyway, sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> Maybe that was a conversation I should have said behind closed doors with my team. <laughs> just saying. It's the, it's, it's, I'm saying it with intent and heart. <laughs> I want us, I want us, our people, all of our people to prevail. Real talk. And voter suppression is BS. Anyway, moving on to something completely different. We're going to do a quick left turn, something a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, so Bill and Ted's, uh, is some entertainment oh. news. Uh, Bill and Ted's trailer just dropped uh, yesterday, if I'm correct. Yesterday morning? Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, it's out there. Bill and Ted's. What is the, what is the title of the, the movie again? Bill and Ted's. Uh, it's Bill and Ted Face the Music. Bill and Ted Face the Music. It's the third installment of the Bill and Ted's franchise. I guess you can call it a franchise. Uh, it's been, what, 30 years since the last movie that they did? Since the Bogus Journey movie? So yeah. it's quite a big jump. Uh, we find Bill and Ted, obviously they're adults now, but they still have not made the song yet. They still have not made the song that's supposed to bring, uh, you know, universal unity, you know, uh, that's supposed to bring all everybody together in uh, in harmony, bring harmony to to the world, bring world peace. And uh, so they decide or at least in this trailer, they decide that it might be a good idea to go into the future where they do make the song and try to steal the song from themselves, from their future selves. And uh, yeah, I got a chance to see the, the, the trailer. So did, so did Tom. So Tom, what did you think on it, man? I thought it was good. You know, they didn't give too much away. You know, it still makes me want to see it. It's a little bit sad. We don't get to see George Carlin in this. Of course he's, he's passed on, but yeah. um, I'm excited about this because it's not just Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter coming back as Bill and Ted, but it's the original writers that wrote the original Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and also wrote Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, the director of it directed Galaxy Quest, which has a very impassioned cult following. Um, so I, I have high hopes for this one. You know, I think it'll, I think it's going to feel like a Bill and Ted movie because it's the original writers, the original cast. Um, I'm optimistic and I liked, I, I, for, as far as comedy sequels go, Bill and Ted's bogus journey was funny as hell. I thought it stood up to oh, the original. I thought it sucked. So oh, all right. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, here it is. Like no, no offense, no, not throwing any shade to anybody or anything like that. If you, you enjoyed bogus journey, by all means, enjoy bogus journey. But for me, it was just not enjoyable. I did. And th the thing is, is I remember it as a kid and as a kid, if I was like, meh, Obviously, I didn't like it. The first one, first one I thought was great. It was a great time. Like that was a hell of a ride. So I'm hoping that the, this third one is good. But from the trailers, it looks kind of sappy to me. It does. I, and yes, it's, you know, lately there's been a whole thing of the nostalgia thing. The nostalgia shows coming back and re being revamped like Fuller House, so on and so forth. It, but at the same time, for me, it's like, 
Can you, can you catch light, lightning in a bottle 30 years later? Can you? With a, <laughs> with a movie like this? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I love me some Keanu. I've grown to love him. <laughs> I've grown <laughs> to love him. Um, and this movie, Bill and Ted, was, one of the, was the movie that put his name out there on the map um, to make him be a huge star, make him be who he is, uh, make him Keanu Reeves. But at the same time, the movie was just kind of, I don't know, a little lackluster to me, I mean, the, the, the second one. So when I saw the trailer for this third one, I was kind of like, ooh, this does not look good. Just to me, it just did not, it did not make me go, yeah, man, I cannot wait. I was kind of like, this is going to be cheesy as hell. This might not be as funny as everybody thinks it's going to be. Or they're trying to capture the comedy that they captured 30 years ago, and comedy is completely different from what it is now. You know? Comedy then is completely different from what it is now. So I don't know. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. Comes out August 20, or, yeah, August 21st comes out. In the theaters? Uh, theoretically, that, that's, ah. the, that's the plan so far. Okay. Well, that's going to be dope. And you know, for a fact, I'm going to be one of the guys out there, first people in line going to see it, <laughs> seeing it. Why? Because I want to see if it sucks. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you right here on the show live if it's good or not. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm sitting there watching, going to watch the movies just like cynical eating my, 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 my popcorn and Twizzlers. No. Nah. No. Nah. I'm in there to enjoy it. But the trailer sucks. Anyway... <laughs> Well, I disagree. I'm looking forward to seeing. I know, I know, I know. You are going. Oh, it's great! Woo! You know what I mean? I get it. I totally get it. Totally get it. Just for me, just, just, yeah. You know. I want to talk. Hang on now. Bogus journey. You didn't. You didn't like death. You didn't like William Sadler as uh, death. He was. He was okay. Where where they're playing Battleship, and he keeps trying to make it two out of three, three out of five. Yeah. Five. no, no, no. There's a there, lot of good stuff. There's some funny stuff. You know what I mean? You know, I, I it, it's, it, you know, it, it was, it's funny. Like it's, yeah. there, there's some, like there was some, there were some moments that were good, but for me, it just, I think it was just very, um, it just was a very dark version. Yeah. Like, you know, the first one was really light and bright and fun. And then the second one was about death. Yeah. Like they're running around with death and stuff. And then I just felt like it was very dark. So it was a, to me, it was a, in, in comparison to the two movies, that was a very dark comedy in comparison to the first one. And the first one was just, you know, fun, light, stupid as hell. The second one was pretty heavy in that way. And you know, so, a bit of uh, trivia for you here. Bill sure. and Ted's Bogus Journey was originally titled Bill and Ted Go to Hell. But Boom. the studio didn't think people would take their kids to go see a movie called Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Exactly. So they changed it up. Exactly. You know, and so, yeah, so that's what I think. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, um, somebody just said, um, oh, Somebody was re- referencing uh, Back to the Future. Uh, Tanu Vane said, I hope it's good. I always wanted to, to steal music from the future and get rich off of it. It's f- funny face. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Back to the Future 3. It's ah. true. That, uh, and I guess uh, Tanu Vane was talking about the, uh, what you were just talking about, um, the uh, battleship. Uh, that was a great scene. I think a lot of us, a, a lot of it was a reference to Seventh Seal. Yes. 
Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see it. It, it. it still sparks my interest, but in a way, I don't know. You know, I understand they're supposed to be old guys, but when was the last time Homeboy, uh, uh, who the, the other guy, what's his name? Alex Winter. Alex Winter, exactly. What's his name? Um, I'm wondering, no offense. I know he became a playwright and all this stuff. Um, He was, you know, he did other things like he moved on and he's lived his life. He's obviously alive still. Um, But I'm just interested to see how he's going to handle everything, given the fact that, I mean, he really hasn't. Keanu Reeves is John Wick and Neo. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Alex Winter See what I'm saying? So I'm wondering how he's going to handle it. Well, I mean, I think he stayed busy. I mean, we, we haven't necessarily seen him in a, in a lot of stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, if you look at his IMDb, he's, he's got some yeah. directing credits going on there. He's got a few acting credits. Yeah. Lost Boys 30 years ago. Thou shalt not You know what I mean? You know, he's a little bit of a, you know, it's a throwback. It's a throwback man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it doesn't mean that you lose your acting chops when you, if you haven't done it in 30 years. I'm not saying, I'm yeah. just, I'm just sitting here saying it's Keanu Reeves and, 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 you know, it's Bill and Ted. So it's going to be interesting to see what, how, it's going to be interesting how it goes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. I mean, it might come out in August and I, might be saying, you know what, Pascal, you're right. That thing was terrible. Yeah, but and that's going to be I hope fine. I'm, I, I hope it's good. And I embrace the fact that if, uh, you know, if I'm right, I, I embrace it wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, we're going to go to a very quick commercial break. We'll be right back. The next thing we're going to be talking about is Nancy Pelosi pandering to black voters by kneeling and wearing a kente cloth. Oh. Holy God. (laughs) We're going to be talking about that very shortly. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And like I always say, if this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. That would really, really mean a lot. And also hit that like button down below underneath this feed if you're enjoying the conversation and enjoying the show thus far. Well, we got to go into this next conversation because Nancy Pelosi. Oh, gosh, man. Uh. Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, like, there's so much I want to say, Tom. There's so much I want to say right now. Oh, boy. Okay, so Nancy Pelosi is pandering black voters by wearing a kente cloth and kneeling. And the, the Tom, just, just, <laughs> just go. Okay, well, oh, on my Monday, God. uh... Democratic congressional leaders came together in Emancipation Hall in the U.S. Capitol to kneel together in support of uh, in support of the fight for racial justice. Um, they they were announcing their proposed bill for uh, federal police reform legislation. But what caught the eye of most people was that the largely white Democratic delegation that went to kneel uh, were wearing kente cloths. Which, you know, for those of you who don't know what a kente, kente cloth is, 
Uh, it's an artisanal product. It holds social, sacred, and historical meaning to the a- I, I'm, I have never said this word before. The Akon people. Tom, Tom, the just, threads of gold, Tom, green, blue, just, red, and black, each symbolizing a different set of values, such as serenity, fertility, renewal, and spiritual awareness. Tom just Googled it just so you guys know. But uh, yes. I'm, I, I, it's even worse. I'm reading a <laughs> Forbes article about a Kentec <laughs> Oh God. Okay. Okay. But yes, yes. Uh, on in a very formal Forbes matter. Yes, Forbes. <laughs> Kente cloth. Yes. Yeah, you know Steve Forbes. He, he's a big fan of Kente cloth. Oh, all day, all day, er day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speak Swahili fluently and everything. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, um, yes. So she was found wearing that ish uh, live. Sorry, I'm trying to get the video. Uh, but continue, Tom, because it's this is nuts. Yeah, so, you know, they were going out to announce this new legislation uh, seeking reform for police at the federal level. Yes, and I got that. Uh, and they were wearing these Kente cloths. But a lot of people, both black and white, were somewhat taken aback by what, what what's seen as pandering. And I, I, I definitely can see that it's... It seems like pandering to me. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Pascal? Uh, you know, she's definitely milking it. She's definitely milking it. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm going to because uh, we have we have a little bit of a clip or we have some clips of um, it's a big clip, but I'm not going to play the whole thing. But I'm going to cl- play a tiny clip of it because I, I want you guys to get an idea of what is really going on up in this piece. Um, oh, have mercy hamburger here we go uh i'm just gonna let you guys see this you guys take a look at this and and we're gonna talk about it because yeah we need to talk about this here we go and it's leadership uh under the leadership of karen bass many of us had the privilege last year of going to ghana to observe the 400th anniversary the first slaves going across the Atlantic. America really was, there was no United States, but going across the Atlantic. It was a horrible, the the kidnapping, the purchase of those slaves, the dungeons in which they were kept. And if they survived that, to be on a slave ship. And if they survived that, to be sold into slavery. And then everything that came from that. When we were in Selma, only just uh, in, in March, uh, we saw at, uh, at Brian Stevenson's, one of his museums, a beautiful display, heartbreaking display, but children, little children saying, Mama, Mama, has anyone seen our mother? These children separated from their mothers. The cruelty of that. And that's why when George Floyd called out for his mother, when he was subjected to that knee in the neck. It was just a continuation of some horror that has existed in our country. Okay, so, uh, you know, I'm gonna play a little bit more here in a second, but, you know, clearly, clearly she is, uh, she's reaching for something. Clearly she is trying to, of course, connect. I get it, I get it, I get what she, I get it. But why? Why? <laughs> no, this is not uh this ain't gangster. No. Um, 
Tom? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Oh, I holy God. I, I want to think her heart's in the right place. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, what she's saying is, is wonderful, but would you do this with any other ethnicity? I mean, if you were... You're going out to protest, uh, uh, you know, immigration border crackdown. Would you go out there wearing a sombrero and like a bandolero across your chest? I mean, wait, <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, I get that she's trying to do it to say like, hey, I hear your voice, you know, what? It, but boy, that is some, I don't know. I got, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if other people find it endearing, yeah. but little cringy for me i gotta we got a little bit more to watch on this particular clip because there's more hey and i graciously led them in falling over when it was over so that they could do the same thing but here we are the martyrdom of george floyd ah okay 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 ah ah okay so here's the thing um martyrdom no See, that's the, that's, I, I wanted to pull that clip up. Sorry. But the last thing we need to do is say that George Floyd was a martyr. Like, same thing as, as, as what, what uh, Candace Owens said earlier. That's one part that I totally disagreed with her on. George is not, George Floyd was not a martyr. He did not die to, to save us type thing. He did not willingly put his life on the line to save the, the betterment of our people. He was unjustifiably murdered live in front of people. So the last thing... The last thing that you want to be doing... Nancy Pelosi, all Democrats, is putting George Floyd and his name and, and martyr in the same sentence at the same damn time. He was a victim of pol racial police brutality. He is not a martyr. And when you say something like that, it sounds like you are pandering to, to the black community. Like you're trying, you're reaching for something. I'm not done yet. I am sorry, because there's more. Holy God, there's more? <laughs> oh God. Gave American, exper American experience a moment of national anguish as we grieve for the black Americans killed by police brutality today. This movement of that moment of national anguish is being transformed into a movement of national action as Americans from across the country peacefully protest to demand an end to injustice. Mm. Today, with the Justice and Policing Act, the Congress is standing with those fighting for justice and taking action. Let us, my colleagues, just go over some of those names of martyrdom. Here we go. George Floyd. Jackson Davis, Oscar Grant, so sad, Breonna <laughs> Taylor, Armand Arbery, Botham John, Terrence Crutcher, Philandro Castle, Freddie Gray, Walter Scott. Gee, okay, so here's the thing. Now this is the other thing, all right? Here it is. I know her intent. Today it seems like the theme, there's a theme song going on. 
You know, it's about intent, but it's the delivery. First off, it's Castile. It's not Castle. Okay? This ain't a crime drama on TNT. Why do I know that? I do not know. Don't ask me. But <laughs> if you're going to name the people's names, you, you see that moment where she looked up and she kind of like tried to ad lib a little bit like, oh, so sad because she probably saw Philando Castile's name and was like, holy God, I've never said this man's name before or this person's name before. Here it is. I'm, that's where that's only part three or four, wherever clip that was. I mean, there's more I'm going to show you guys here, but I'm going to pull up Tom here so that you guys can see his lovely face as well. Um, but on some real stuff, guys, here it is. Here it is real quick before we dive all the way in, before we dive on in into this. Um, just like what uh, our brother James said earlier in the show, it, I, we understand the intent. It's what is in the heart. We get that. But at the same time, Number one, when you start saying martyrdom, when you start putting him in as a martyr, that's when he starts, that's when people start thinking, that's when a lot of people start going, wait a second, now it sounds like you're just trying to sound good for us to get either our vote or whatever. And second, why the hell weren't you guys doing this before? Why suddenly you guys are doing this now? Doesn't make any sense to me. Why right now? Right now, of all times. Why is it suddenly that you guys give a damn now? When you should have gave a damn a while before. So that we didn't have to have you guys writing off and listing off and mispronouncing people's names. Real talk. That you've never even formed those words out of your mouth. And now you're going to wear a kente cloth and say, we're with you? What the hell is this? This is the moment where I'm like, damn. Damn. You know, I'm a Democrat. This is not a moment that we need to see. Oh, you know, the part where they're kneeling and all that stuff. We, we're going to show that too. But damn, man, damn, damn, don't do that. You are clearly pandering. You don't give a damn about anything. Nancy Pelosi's main focus is to get Trump out of the White House. That is it. She doesn't care. She's like, oh, wait, I have to wear this Ken, Kunta Kente cloth. What is this? A Philando Castle. Come on. It's frustrating because I want everybody to get on to the team, onto our side and be like, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Let's make this stuff happen. This is the injustices, blah, blah, blah. But this is fake as hell, y'all. Fake as hell. Fake. Ah, it's so frustrating. It's giving us, it's making us look bad. It's making us Democrats look bad, bruh. It's making us look bad, man. Tom, speak on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know, I'll just read here. And I want to make very clear that when we, you know, 
you know, when we say that George Floyd isn't a martyr, it's not to say that George Floyd's death is in any way justified or to say he wasn't a good man or anything like that. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, the, you know, the, the diction, I'll, I'll read the dictionary definition of the word martyr is a person who suffers very much or is killed because of their religious or political beliefs and is often admired because of it. And so, I think you're absolutely right. He, he, he wasn't killed because of his religious or political beliefs. Exactly. He was killed because he was black man. Yes. And, 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 and when she says, yeah. and when she says something like the martyrdom of George Floyd, Oh dear God. See, here's the thing. That's, that's the, that's my issue. That's what grinds my gears. I have no problem backing up, Anything that anyone else has said on the opposing side of like, oh, he didn't, you know, racial injustices don't exist. You know, police brutality, you know, within the confines of race doesn't exist. I will fight all day long. Oh, he was he died unjustifiably. I will fight all day long about that stuff. But do not tell me that he was a martyr and then put him put him on this pedestal like the way they're putting him up like that right now. What the way she just did that. Is not what needs to be done. Period. Now I will say Martyr. on the flip side of that, you know, you hear a lot of people that are bringing up, um, you know, George Floyd's past. Yep. His, you know, whether it be his prior arrests or anything like that. It's porn movies. That's not cool either. Yeah, but that's not cool either. No, it's not. You know, I, I don't think. No. I mean, George Floyd was a man, and and that's. He could have been any any black man. Yeah. Um, it. You know, we don't necessarily. I mean, you know, I'm I, I I'm a, you know, and I'm a white guy. I I know that it's you know, I know myself that it, this is an uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation to have right now. Absolutely. Um. It, but. You know, I I don't like Candace Owens going out there either and listing no. off every bad thing George Floyd's ever done in his life while his body's not even in the ground yet. No. I mean, that's disgusting, abhorrent behavior on Candace Owens' part. Um, but on the flip side of this, coming out with Kente Kloss and trying to make George Floyd into Jesus Christ to suit your own political agenda, you know, narrative. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're just co-opting his name for your political you know, your political ambitions as well, which is, yeah. you know, pretty, pretty gross. Also, like, like I said, there's no reason for you to sit here. Like, th that's what I'm saying. And, and that's why I'm really angry, because, you know, I sat there, went through that whole Candace Owens video, did a reaction to it, reacted to the whole topic of her sitting there going, they're making him come out like a martyr. And when I said that, when I saw that video at that time, I'm like, no, they're not. No, we are not. We are not making him a martyr. We are using him as a symbol of the things that have happened and that this is enough. But then when you have somebody we, that is in office that is passing bills, that are trying to get bills signed for anti-lynching laws, the whole nine, and the, one of the few things that they say, one of the many things that they say is the martyrdom. Person was not a martyr. He is not Jesus Christ. He is not any martyr that we know of. He is not Gandhi. Okay? He is not. He was a man who died unjustifiably, first and foremost. And we, his name will be 
in history books and on the tip of, tips of our tongues forever because of why, how he died and why and the, what his death and it is an example of what the, his death is, uh, is the root of a, an issue that has been basically deep seated and underneath this, this earth for, for, of this country for a very long time. We, and his death finally unearthed it to a certain extent where we're finally doing something about it. That's what's going on. He is not a martyr. So when you sit there and say that, Nancy Pelosi, it's like, ah, oh, you just made us look really bad, man. Yeah. The Republicans uh, just took a, just took a point. One point for the Republican side and every other person that's sitting there saying that this Black Lives Matter movement is trash. You don't say that. And then and then you don't wear kente cloth. You just don't. You just don't. And then oh my dear god, you just don't. You just don't. And 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 I'm going to throw this show this video real quick. Sorry Tom, I know you want to say something. Um but hold it for 2 seconds cuz I want to show this video of her of them uh kneeling. Um, you know, cause they all get together and, uh, and kneel for eight minutes and 46 seconds. If I'm correct, they don't show it all here. Trust me. I'm not going to put you guys through it. So, uh, but here it is. It's, it's, it's kind of a funny moment. Kamala Harris. girl in the background trying to cover up her panties and then this moment she can't get up yeah. yes so anyway just that other part just wanted to throw that up because yeah that that you know they kneeled for, they literally kneeled for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And, you know, here it is. I give them mad props for doing it. I give them mad props for doing it. But at the same time, it's like, people, you don't have to try so damn hard. You really don't. We get it. If you're on our side, if you're on the side of the movement, you're on the side of the movement. We get it. We get it. Tom, what were you going to say? Yeah, I mean, sorry about that. Man. Again, you can. I, I don't know. I don't know where her heart is on this. Um, you know, I mean, it could be she does feel very impassioned about this and wants to get it done. My only um, reservation about this is, is that again, George Floyd's death is not something that took place in a vacuum. It's a long list, as she pointed out, of black men and women that have been killed unjustifiably unjustifiably by police. But she doesn't come out after every instance of it and say something. She comes no. out when cities are on fire during an election year and she puts on a kente cloth and, you know, mispronounces a name or two. It, the, it's not to say that she doesn't care. She might very well care. Oh, yeah. But it just it just it just reeks a little bit of political opportunism during an election year to come out with a kente cloth and pretend like, you know, this is something that you think about day in and day out. Which I mean, maybe it is, but it just 
to me, it just kind of reeks of political opportunism. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, and that's what I see, you know, it's kind of like a, Oh, wait, wait, where do, how do I wear this cloth? Wait, and do what? So is it the, is it a fist? Does it, does it need to be a black fist or can it be, can it be mine? I'm confused. It, it just seems like she's not fully, she doesn't know exactly what's going on. Of course, like I said, I understand the intent fully, but then it's like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like when yeah. we, when we are starting to make changes and things start happening, these are not the times when you start doing something stupid and it feels like she's doing something stupid and that's yeah. it. And, it, and, and like I said, it's kind of like a, Oh yeah, I love that hippity hop. I love that too <laughs> Pake. And that Biggie N- N- Natalius B I G. It's like what? N- what did are you, you say, Natalius? Yes, I did. I did say Natalius B I G. Yes, I did. You know what I'm saying? Delightful. It does actually sound good. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? This is the. Yeah. This is who we have in, in out there trying to. Like I said, she's she's literally jumping on the bandwagon of the BLM movement because right now Trump looks really, really bad. So she's going, ooh, this is an opportunity to get what I want. And I want him out of office. So I'm going to do it by any means necessary, Malcolm X, to get him out. And, and she also has a progressive, uh, a progressive Democrat opponent in the primary. So she's definitely trying to show her progressive credentials. But, you know, just, just come to it honestly, you know? Don't don't try and put on airs and say, oh, I've got this kente cloth. And, you know, I mean, not to focus too much on the kente cloth. You know, I, I'm sure, you know, I don't know where the idea for all of them to wear that came from. It might have been something, you know, totally benign, you know. But just come to it honestly. Right. We're going to need to have honest back and forth conversations with each other. And when you're coming in with the kente cloth that everyone's is like, well, well hang right. on. That, that almost distracts entirely from the moment itself. It, it, it's I like, mean, sorry. The it, moment it, itself is supposed to be for George Floyd. You're taking the knee, but all anybody's seeing is what the hell she got on her neck. Why is she wearing that? Yeah. It, it, to me, it's like, you know, sorry to say it like this, but it's almost as if it's like the, 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 the girl, the, the white girl that, that hit, they got, you know, that they got to get it with a, a black dude once and suddenly they know they understand the black culture and they understand the swag and all that that the black culture has and everything. That's what it seems like. Oh, you know, oh, I understand that because that's what this means. And oh, yeah, I love chitlins. Like, get out of here. Shut, shut up. Stop trying so damn hard. We gets it. We appreciate you being on the team. Be on the team. But you don't have to go all the way out of your way with the kente cloths and all like and then I'm looking at all the other people, all the other people that are in the room that are black, you know, black and brown. And I'm wondering if they were like, are we re-, like they're getting the kente cloth handed to them? And they're like, are we really doing this? Wait, you mean you, you mean to tell me all the white people are wearing this ish too? Whose idea was this? <laughs> are you sure we're going to do that? Who said we gonna do this? You know what I'm saying? Like Kamala Harris. I I just I'm just curious if she was like, 
wow, we're, we're really wearing this right now? I mean, I can, like, I'll wear it, but who else is wearing this? And I'm not saying that white people can't wear it, but at the same time, what's the intent behind it? Is it a good move or no? To me, it seems like it's pandering. We're going to go into a quick commercial break, but before we go into it, I'm going to throw this out. People are laughing. That's funny. Um, I'm glad you guys are laughing. Uh, I'm going to be opening up the phone lines here very shortly. I have a question for all of you guys out here. Has the Black Lives Matter movement become a trend? Yes, I said it. Has the Black Lives Matter movement become a trend? Please definitely call us at 314-766-4581. We're going to go into a quick commercial break, but when we come back, phone lines will be open. Let's get this conversation going. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, welcome, welcome back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I always say, if this is your first time checking out this show, crush that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. That would really mean a lot. And of course, hit that like button down below underneath if you're enjoying our conversation. So it is time for a little bit of speak on it. All right. Brought to you by the Wildlife Command Center. Uh, please go check them out at wildlifecommandcenter.com and check them out on Facebook as well. Anyway, um, our phone lines are open right now, 314-766-4581. And the question of the day is, is the Black Lives Matter movement a trend? Has the Black Lives Matter movement become a trend? I'm going to throw that out there. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. Let's get some callers on the phone today. Shall we? Anyway, uh, one second. Okay. So I just got something. Sorry, guys, for that little mute moment. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to my world. A lot of stuff pops up. Um, So uh, apparently... There is some speculation on reasons why companies are are going and getting uh, putting out the Black Lives Matter movements, uh, showing their solidarity, showing their support in solidarity towards the movement, because a lot of people feel like uh, the corporations are scared of losing the black dollar. So there's that. So. As you obviously have seen, there's a lot of there's been a lot of uh, news press releases, a lot of letters, a lot of emails, you know, that kind of thing that have been coming out where people are going, hey, oh, we we uh, you know, we at Kentucky Fried Chicken. And that's a bad one. Sorry. That's a little racist. Moving on. Uh, You know, uh, here at McDonald's, we have. You know, we, we, we want to say that we are in, you know, behind the Black Lives Matter movement, 110 percent, you know, and. Black Lives Matter. Have a good day. Keep buying our burgers. So, has the Black Lives Matter movement become a trend? Tommy, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I, I'm of two minds of this. Okay. In one sense, I really hope that it has become a trend. Uh, as long as the message remains clear and people educate themselves on the history of it and what the movement is, I hope to God it becomes a trend. If it becomes a trend, though, in the way that, you know, we watched that woman on Instagram a few days ago picking up a drill and acting like she was 
putting stuff back together Thanks, after a guys. night of writing. BLM. Yep. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if it becomes a if it becomes a trend, you know, yeah. for people that are surface only, then yeah, the movement will lose some of its impact. But hmm. I, I think it's good. I, I think it's a good thing that is becoming a trend in some ways. If people are out there educating themselves on police brutality and the history of police brutality and are educating themselves as to what steps we can take to possibly um, keep this from happening going forward, I think it's a great thing that's a trend. But if it's just being done for clout and for clicks and for likes and Mm -hmm. for empty you know, for empty platitudes, then that's not good. I, I, I think, I, go I ahead. think, I think the trend thing, if it, if it's going to become a trend, I, you know, it's better than it being swept under the rug and forgotten about. Yeah. Um, so I got a couple of uh, comments here, but, um, let's see. <clears throat> Yeah, the uh, the the photo shoot with the girl who was like BLM. Just so you guys know, that she was a she was an anchor or like a commentator, a, a reporter for a conservative paper, a conservative website, um, basically like a the Blaze, you know, type of wow. website and everything. So her yeah. running up and taking a photo with that looked really ridiculous. Real talk uh, was a bad look on bo- on any angle that you look at it, whether she was trying to support or be against it. It was just a really bad look because it was just fake as hell. Um, but uh, somebody else has said, uh, Mr. Super, what up, Mang? He said, uh, when the LGBTQ movement went mainstream, a lot of laws got passed. Trendy can help a movement. You know what? I can see that. You're very, very right. I see that. That's a very strong point, Mr. Super. Um, uh, Alexa uh, said on, and this is when my Alexa goes off in the background. Um, Alexa on a Periscope. Sorry, the only time I could ever use that joke is right now. Anyway, on Periscope, thank you so much for commenting on Periscope. Uh, Alexa said, "Started uh, started with getting a bunch of coronavirus emails and commercials now it's BLM. Yep, that's very, very true. It's 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 gone viral even in your even in your emails, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, we here at Gold's Gym feel that every life matters. Or here at Gold's Gym, we're we're working we're doing our due diligence to make sure you guys don't get the coronavirus. Stay healthy out there. Please stay a member of our gym. You know what I mean? So when we, we open back up, please don't leave us. Please don't go. Don't go. Anyway, um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, uh, it's like the companies are, are following a script. Alexa, Alexa also said that on, on Periscope. And that's absolutely right. You know, um, now, I, I, the one thing that I say, the one thing that I think about this is, um, she says she gets it all the time the alexa thing sorry um and and of course we're gonna people are going in on some stuff we're we're gonna talk about that here in a second but but what's funny is that's what i've noticed where it is a uh it is a it's an email or it's a photo of people out there wearing a mask holding the like a black lives matter photo you know like it's a photo and and you know see i feel bad because i'm like okay you know what i'm gonna be honest with you guys here really quick you know so on my social medias 
All right. Um, shameless plug. Follow us on the Pascal Show Instagram. But uh, I put up a photo because I obviously went and I, I marched. I was part of the protest, you know, part of the peaceful protests. Um, so I was there out as, at the demonstrations because I felt compelled to be there. Now, I there were some photos that were taken of me and my family, uh, me, me and uh, members of my family being out there the whole nine, holding signs the whole nine. I put that photo up um, or I put a photo up on Instagram. And I'm telling you, it took me a whole day of deliberating and my own internal uh, uh, debates inside trying to figure out whether or not I should post this photo or not. Because I did not want to make it seem like I was clout chasing. I did not want it to come off like I was trying so hard for everyone to see, to see that, uh, oh yeah, you know, I'm out here because, you know, Black Lives Matter and it's, it's real, man. No. But then after, I real, after thinking about it for a little while, then I realized, no, I'm here because one, I'm telling the story, I'm capturing the story, and second, I'm part of history. I'm being a part of history. Why shouldn't I, why should I not be able to post a photo or take a photo and have it for myself and be there in solidarity? So that was part of, like, for me, my own self, because I was like, I don't want to come off like I'm clout chasing. I really don't. But at the same time, I'm here. And what I truly feel is what these what what this protest is really about. I'm with the Black Lives Matter movement. But then again, you got all these photos that are out there with these girls, you know, that are trying to look cute, holding the sign. Look, you know what I'm saying? Like that are just literally trying to like they just walked out of their wish.com, you know, uh wardrobe, you know, or their Fashion Nova clothing, you know, looking all matched up with everything, including their Black Lives Matter sign. And, and those are the kind of things that I'm like, man, do we really do we really need that right now? Do we really need to see you in your latest gear? It's really that important. So that's why I'm asking if Black Lives Matter has turned into a trend. Because I see it more, I see more people, like, like I'm saying right now, more than any other Black Lives Matter protest that I've ever seen in the past five, six, seven years. I'm seeing more and more people out here. Sorry to say this, Tom, but more and more white people, more and more white girls, to be real straight funky with you, running around, Trying to be all cute, holding their signs, saying that they're there in solidarity. And it's like, where were you when the first time this happened? Where were you during the first pr pr uh, pr uh, demonstration, during the first protest? Where were your asses? Why weren't you taking photos back then? But suddenly now you're here. Same thing, Nancy Pelosi. It's like, is this really a trend? And I understand trend, but I don't know if this is a trend in a good way. 
It's a trend of, I'm not racist. Look, I'm not racist. I'm holding a sign. I'm not racist. I'm, I'm holding a, I'm not racist sign. Do you see it? I'm not racist. Is it really helping us or hindering us? I'm quite perplexed about this, y'all. <laughs> Sorry. So, well. it vexes me. You know, I was thinking about this last night. Because I'm like, I'm, more and more I'm seeing photos on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm just seeing this and I'm like, yo. Is this really your fight? Are you really making this your fight or you just happened or you just happened to show up to just take this photo op? So call us 314-766-4581. Tom, what do you think? Well, I mean, again, I mean, I think if it becomes a trend that causes people to educate themselves on the topic, then I'm all about people that haven't been at protests before showing up at the protests. If it's a growing movement, fantastic. If it's a growing movement of educated people that are informed on the issue and that are trying to do the right thing and you haven't been to a protest, get your ass out of the protest. You know, if that's what you want to do, grow the movement, great. You know, we were talking just a couple seconds ago about corporations now embracing the Black Lives Matter movement. And... Okay, great. But, you know, a lot of these corporations that are doing it, it's just PR. It's just BS. Right. Are they going to put more black men and women on their boards? Are they going to stop donating to political candidates that keep the status quo going? Are they going to support progressive candidates that are going to try and tackle this issue? Or are they just trying to get you to buy more burgers or whatever the hell? So, yeah, I think... Yeah. If people want to join the movement, if you want to go out and protest, and you've never been to a protest before, but you saw the death of George Floyd and maybe the death of Ahmaud Arbery, and mm -hmm. it, it, it lit something in you, then by all means, go out and do it. If you're out there doing it for clout, for clicks, for likes, which yeah. I don't know how many, of, how many of the people out there are actually doing it for that. Are they doing anything for clout? Like, seriously. I mean, but is, is that a widespread thing? I mean, is that most of the white people at these rallies? I'm not saying that it's most. I wouldn't say most, but I would say there's a good portion of people that literally are doing exactly what that girl with the drill did, you know, yeah. showing up and going, oh, thanks, guys, you know, BLM. Yeah. And it's not really like they don't fully grasp or fully understand it. They don't fully understand what the movement really means. They're just doing it because they have a few black friends and they still want to be cool with them. They don't want to get in trouble, making it seem like they're not being being a part of the solution that, the, you know, that they they don't want to seem like they're being a part of the problem. They want they want to come off and come across like they are a part of the solution. And then there's there's the same people. I swear on my fifth, all my children. OK. All my future children. That there are kids out there that were sitting there talking behind closed doors, talking ish about the death of Michael Brown Jr. It's talking about the death of Eric Garner. Talking about the death of Philando Castile. And they're out in those streets going, oh, suddenly black lives matter. Because they have a few black friends. 
or they love Takashi 69. Wait, he's not black? I'm confused. So that's what I mean by like, yeah. has it become a trend? And then when, yeah. it's, when is it like, hey guys, and I'm not sitting, I'm not sitting here that, saying that we shouldn't have white people on our team, white people in, in, in a part of the movement. Absolutely. Come on, man. The water's warm because we've been in it for all this time. <laughs> so the water is warm. But at the same time, I do see a lot of people that are just fake clout chasing, just doing it just to seem like they're really a part of the, you know, really part of the, 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 the system or like really trying to be a part of the solution rather than be part of this, the problem. But they're only out there to be like, ah, oh, it's only a few hours of my day. Selfie. Solidarity, BLM, and that's what I mean. So definitely give us a call. Would, 314-766-4581. What are you gonna say, Tom? I mean, I, I would I would hope that that's not the majority of people that are showing up at these, you know, the major, the majority of white people that are showing up at these. I hope they're not like that. And you know, and I I'm not trying to and I'm not trying to I, ostr- I, I I'm not trying to ostracize sorry Tom. I'm not trying to ostracize only white people. There are black people that are doing the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Let's go ahead, Tom. Sorry. I will, I will say, though, the, the George Floyd video, and there have been many videos of black men being killed or, you know, beaten half to death by cops that have come out. You know, the first one I remember is Rodney King. There is something different about the George Floyd video. Um, it, it's a lot more graphic. For sure. You, you see it. it the George Floyd video, I feel like, is a little different from the videos we've seen in the past. Not to say that the videos we've seen in the past of police killing black men and women or beating them up aren't bad. But the George Floyd one is, you know, nine minutes of a man dying. Yeah. And I, I don't think we've seen. Sorry, I'm going to try not to get emotional, but it's OK. Um, you know. Sorry, it's when, he's, okay. when he's screaming out for his when he's screaming out for his mom, I mean it's a different it's a different kind of different kind of video. Yeah, and I, I can see where that could light a fire in some people. Yeah. Sorry, it's okay, Tom. It's okay. I've shed many tears on this show, and the thing is, is that. That's one of the reasons why I can see what you're, you're, the point that you're making right now is exactly the reason why I'm saying, hey, there are, there are people out here, not only just black, but there are other races that are out here, of course, that are showing their support because it does, it does um, affect, it is affecting all of us in a visceral way. And it's beyond race, you know? Um, so I'm not sitting here saying that all, I'm not sitting here saying that all white people <laughs> at all are, are just here to be a part of the clout or they're just doing it for clout. And I, I'm not saying that at all um, because I know that innately, deep down, we are all feeling this. We all saw that video and it did shake a lot of us to the core in a visceral way in a 
human way, in a human, on a human tip. And that's why George Floyd's, George Floyd's name is so, is being, is, is out there and is in, in front of everybody's face. And because it is such a one that you cannot turn your face away from. When it came to Michael Brown Jr., it was all hearsay. We hear per- people's stories and different, angle, di- different angles of the story, and we see some surveillance footage of, of, a, of a, a gas station uh, a mini-mart type thing. Uh, we, we hear stories of people in the streets, but we never saw the actual video. We never saw something like that one, where there's no way that you can make an excuse about it. There's no way around it. It's right there in your face. Warts and all. In all its unforgettable and unfortunate glory. And yes, that's why I feel a lot of people are feeling that. That are moved like you are moved right now, Tom. You know? Yeah, because it's, it's just, getting it's yeah, it's hitting it's obviously us. Obviously, been a you know it's been a rough two weeks. It has been. It but, has been. You know, but again, I mean, if people if people want to go out there and maybe they are a little ignorant on the issues, maybe they don't know the full history of it. But if they want to go out there and learn, I'm all about it. What concerns me more is the corporate co-opting of the movement from people that don't, you know, really don't care. They're just trying to sell a product. That's. One thing I did like saying, I think this, you know, yeah. is some good news out of this is uh, Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian. Yes. I, I'm not sure if that's how you say his name. You know, he's, he's married to Serena Williams. He has a child with her. But he stepped down from the board of Reddit and said, replace me with a black man. That's, yeah. that's, that's the kind of leadership. Yeah, but you know that, that that's not doing PR BS. That is, which I feel like a lot of these corporations and a lot of these politicians, quite frankly, are doing. You, but you also, I gotta say this just for devil's advocate part. Sorry, but he is smashing Serena Williams. Sorry, but he is married to Serena Williams. He is a very rich yeah. man to begin with. So him being uh, having that chair, uh, he still has his shares, the whole nine. So financially, he's not losing a whole lot. But at the same time. I see what you're saying. It's, a, it's an amazing gesture. It's an amazing move. And I, I embrace what he did. But at the same time, it's not like he said, hey, well, I'm going to go and live off a commune and get, give this to a black guy. You know what I mean? It, you know, he's, there's not much risk in him stepping down. He's still making monies. You know what I'm saying? But still, mm. an amazing move. An amazing move. Real talk. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly a lot more in a lot of these other places. I mean, I want to see results at this point. I want to see, you know, I want to see the country represented the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see I want to see boardrooms that reflect America. Mm -hmm. I want to see, you know, I want to see the systemic racism brought down. I would love to see that, too, in my lifetime. I would love to have my children see it, you know. Because, I mean, I just worry, you know, you see a lot, of, a lot of the politicians out there and stuff. I feel like they just want to turn the gas off on the fires. Yeah. You know, they just want the fires to go out yeah. and everything to go back the way it was. We can't go back the way it was. No, we can't. It'll just keep happening over and over and over again. Absolutely. Hey, Tom, 
Let me, uh, let me yeah. call you back again because your connection for some weird reason is really sticky and fuzzy. So that right. sounded really wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Let me, uh, yeah, I get let you. me call all you right. back here in two seconds. All right. Let's try this again. Anyway, definitely give us a call, guys. 314-766-4581. Hopefully this is a little bit of a better connection. Is it a little better now? Uh, I don't see your face yet, but... Ooh, there we go. It's just weird, but it's really um, not wanting to be cooperative today for some weird reason. But anyway, um, we're just going to have to leave it as is, I guess. It is what it is. But yes, you know, and Tom, here it is, brother. You know, I really do appreciate you being uh, so candid and so, you know, and so real, you know, because that's the thing we need. That's what the show is all about. <laughs> you know, getting our <laughs> getting our two cents out there, whether we agree or not or, or, or don't agree. You know, um, you know, some things are going to move you just like things are going to move me. Um, you know, this is it, it's terrible. It, it sucks that we are in this world. It sucks that we're in this world, you know, like this. And it sucks that we're in this time right now. But at the same time, I hope, I hope and pray that these times are like, you know, it's like we're going through puberty right now. If that makes any sense. It's weird. It's, it's like, where, why is this hair growing here? And I don't understand it. And blah, blah, blah. My voice is changing. All this stuff. You got to go through all this BS to finally become an adult. And I think that that's what America right now is going through in regards to the races, racist, the racism issue that's going on in the country. You know, like we're just going through very weird changes, you know? I'm going through changes, you know what I mean? And I think that we're just yep. slowly going through these changes right now so that hopefully we are fully full grown adult. Rather than some pimple-faced, snot-nosed, you know, preteen, which is kind of what we're in right now, you know. Yeah. So we're 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 gonna get we're gonna get through it. You know what I mean? Uh, Nikki uh, says, "I really love your show. You make all of us stop and think about what is happening and important to you. Uh, love love to you and uh, the people on the show, uh, Nikki. Thank you so much for the." the love. Gary O'Neill said you you're probably right. Thank you Gary for uh you know, it's not every day that you people agree with me on this show. So I appreciate it um that you guys are showing some some uh uh you know, some love and support and you know, agreeing with us. Um uh but like I said, you know, James keeps war warning everybody you know, give us a call. Like I said, pick up the phone and give us a call. 314-766-4581. Drop a dime. Let us know what you think in regards to it all. Um, you know, there is, like I said, do you think that the Black Lives Matter movement has become a trend? And the thing is, is that Mr. Super said something that was very true. He had a very good point, which we both agreed on. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Tom and I agreed on something. But, uh, but you know, we, uh, we, we agree with him. You know, to, to a certain extent, things need, sometimes things need to become a trend so that there's a change that happens. But when it get, I just don't like it when it's like, 
you know, like that scene in Get Out where it's like, oh, you know, I voted for Obama two times. I'd vote for him a third time if he was running again or if they would have would have allowed me. Or I got three black friends. Let me list them off really quick. Or, oh, because, you know, I banged one black guy. Suddenly I understand the plight of racism and the plight of a, a, a black man in this country. Please push all that stuff, all that stupid ish to the side real quick, you know, um, you know, and I, I, but, but if you're intense, but if you are really coming out here because of the social injustices, because you are backing the, the movement in a positive way, not just to look good and get a few likes on your, you know, on your social medias, uh, you know, if you're really out here for the, the rights of people and for the right side, then shoot, I am, we all embrace you over here, you know, um, it's crazy, absolutely crazy, uh, so, uh, Tano Bane said, I need to get a landline so I can actually get a decent connection in my house, I have to go for a walk, usually too many mountains, wow, you live in the mountains, lucky you, you know, I tune in twice a day because of you and, and what you say to us, wow, Nikki, thank you so much, that really means a lot, you, you, you never know who's actually listening and why they're listening and all that stuff. You know what I mean, Tom? I guess I lost Tom again. Dag nabbit. Let me try this again. Wow. Ooh. It is refusing to be my friend today. That is some wild stuff. Anyway. Um, so. Uh, definitely give me a call. Uh, 314-766-4581. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know what's going on. This whole thing's tripping. You know what? We're going to go into a quick commercial break. We will be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, welcome, 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 welcome back, guys. Like I always say, if this is your first time checking out the show, please go click that like button underneath this feed right now. And of course, crush that subscribe button. That would really, really mean a lot. Um, we, I am trying to get in contact with Tom. Tom is back. We are back. There we go. Yo, There's yo. a connection. Damn, man. Damn. Is, is it back up and running now? Yeah, yeah. I see your face, everything. I don't know what happened, but I think just uh, I had to reboot everything. Um, I just had to reboot that com this computer to make sure everything well, was good. But it, it there's gave his me face. an opportunity to get my emotions somewhat more under control now. So it's okay, <laughs> man. No, it's okay. You know, like I said, I was really, uh, I really appreciate your uh, your candor. You know what I mean? I really appre appreciate your, you know, your heart is in the right place, man. You know, there's not. Uh, it's been it's been a hard week for everybody. I yes, think, you know it's been a hard couple it's, weeks. Uh, <laughs> it's been a hard couple yeah. years. It's been a hard yeah, couple yeah. decades. But at the same time, <laughs> for a lot of people. But at the same time, you know the fact that these things have have happened is um, the things that have happened right now. That's that's unfortunate that these things have to have happened. But I'm happy that the the truth and and the you know the the realness is is come to light in front of a lot of people and a lot of it has infiltrated the comfort of their own homes not like tucker carlson who's sitting there going oh they're coming for you 
They're coming for you. Uh, no, not at all. No way, shape or form like that at all. Um, but the fact that that type of stuff is going, hey, here's the reality of it all. This is, this is the world that we live in and we need to see those things. And there's no way, shape, or form that you can get around it. Now, of course, there's like all kinds of crazy theories and speculations and conspiracies and all that stuff. Nah, man. Like when you look at the video itself, unedited, untampered, undoctored, you know, just there in all all of its unfortunate glory, you clearly see that a cop is kneeing on a man's neck and he dies. Right there on camera. It's a terrible thing. <sighs> so it's 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 sad. It's really really sad. But I appreciate everybody. Like I said, I appreciate everybody having their uh, patience with us on this whole thing today, uh, or that moment right there. It, it, these things happen. You know. Welcome to being in a show where you you're still practicing social distancing, where you're not in the <laughs> studio, when you're not at the station, being able to do what we usually do on the regular. So you know, like I said, I appreciate everybody being so patient and being understanding. But we got to go into some other conversations because we you know we only have a little little bit of time we might bleed over if, if Tom's okay with it we might bleed yeah. over over 12 o'clock today because there is a few few more things that we got to discuss and talk about and I was holding a lot of these things off from last night's show because I wanted to have somebody else to bounce these conversations off with because I was just like these are too juicy for us not to talk about all right. So let's get into the other top story that we have on our list uh, right above our heads. J.K. Rowling is in trouble right now. She's under a lot of fire for her tweets about, uh, you know, that have been coming off quite transphobic. Uh, Tom, let me throw that over to you while I pull up this this tweet really quick, because you did send that to me, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. OK, cool. Um, yeah, I'm getting uh, it J.K. Quick. Rowling. This isn't the first time she's she's made statements along these lines. But uh, over the weekend, J.K. Rowling, of course, wrote the Harry Potter series. Got a lot of criticism uh, for a series of tweets that a lot of people interpreted as transphobic. Uh, she seemed to have been set off by an article uh, on access to menstrual hygiene products during the global pandemic. And in that article, the author referred to women as, or referred to people born as women as people who menstruate. Yes. Um, Hold on. I'm pulling up the tweet right now. You ready to uh, go for it? Yep. Okay. So you have the tweet. Okay. So here it is. So J.K. Rowling says. Yeah. So she says. Uh, she started out by saying, people who menstruate, I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out. Wombin, wimpund, womud. And then she said, if sex, in, if sex isn't real, there's no sex, same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. The idea that women like me, who've been empathetic to trans people for decades, feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, uh, i.e. to male violence, hate hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived consequences. 
is a nonsense. Hmm. Wait, so let me, just so I can understand this fully, right? Just mm-hmm. so I understand this fully, the, the second tweet, was that a, was that a continuation of, the same, of, of a thought of the, the, the previous tweet, or was that a response to... Uh, that, that, that was a continuation of the first tweet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, um, obviously, she's under a lot of fire. Like the people are really uh, siding on the uh, uh, LGBTQ uh, side of things, um, even to the point where, um, why I'm why I'm forgetting Harry Potter himself. What's his name? Shoot, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. You know what I'm saying? Is now getting on the side of the uh, basically saying that uh, trans people, trans women, are women. Um, and so there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of back and forth going on now. I, if I'm correct, I think she did come out with a, like a response tweet about that. If I'm correct. And like where she was trying to clear things up a little bit, you know, I think I don't have that one handy. I think, let me, let me look this up real quick. Uh, so it, it, here it is. Like, uh, yes, she said, someone help me out. Wompen, Wimpom, Woomud. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the hell that was. Um, so I don't see any. Yeah, there, there, oh. well, let's see. There, there is a third tweet here where she yes. says, I respect every trans person's I right to live it. any way they, that feels authentic exactly. and comfortable to them. I'd march with you. If you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans, at the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe it's hateful to say so. So not really an apology, more of a double. Not really. Not really. That is not an apology by any way, shape, or form. That was a, my bad that you think this is what, you know, that this is, you think that this is transphobic, but I'm sorry, I'm speaking on on the confines of being a woman. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> maybe, maybe J.K. needs to really start saying, "I just, just should just keep to writing books." Maybe she should just stay in her lane, and just keep writing books, and just keep her mouth shut. I mean, you know, because this isn't the first time that she's opened her mouth on Twitter, and it's you know where Twitter's just gone ablaze about her uh, thoughts and in, in in her tweets and all that stuff. She has said many, many uh, controversial things via tweet, you know? Uh, so in my personal opinion, mm, you need to stay in your lane and just keep writing, sweetheart. Like, keep making your millions and billions and billions of dollars uh, off of your books. You're really good at that. Stay in that lane. No one's going to go and buy your books no more. If you start continuing to just get yourself in trouble for the tweets that you put out. You know, I'm sorry, but it's it. That was that's basically what it was. You know, my bad, but I am still a woman. So, yeah, mm. I, it's it, it's 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 odd to see because this isn't the first time she's kind of waded into these waters. This is um, not the first time, and she and I I I sympathize with her to some degree. You know that. She she wants to maintain female identity, but at the same time, 
But but wait a second. But wait a second. Your hill to die on is very strange. Yeah, but then but then it's like wait a second. If she's trying to identify, what did you just say? Repeat that last phrase you said about uh, identify as woman. Her she's trying to defend her her womanhood. Her her womanhood. Her by saying you know I was born a woman. I menstruate. You know. Right. But now now here's the thing. Who's to say that? Trans women don't feel the same way. Right. Just because they were born a man, male, doesn't mean that inside that they feel that they are women. Exactly so, right. So, in a way, she shouldn't be saying that. Because that should no. be saying that she should be saying that for all women, trans and uh, biological women alike. And just keep it at that. She does, her, her apology tweet could have been said. She could have just put in, you know, went in and edited something and then put in all women alike or trans women and women alike, whatever. You know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of trans women out there that identify them, have been identifying themselves as women for a very, very long time and still, still identify themselves right now as women. Just because they don't menstruate, menstruate does not mean that they do not that does not mean that they are not a woman. It does not mean that they don't identify themselves as woman. Then also, you got to remember, think about this. The, the discrimination that they're getting for, one, not only just being a woman, but also being a trans woman, that's some heavy stuff. Yep. That's a lot. It's- so what you get in, in, in menstruation is what a lot of these trans women are getting in discrimination. I, I just think it's very odd that she, I mean, she's, she, you know, up until this, and again, this isn't the first time she's talked about it, this, this wading into the trans debate. I mean, how much goodwill had she accrued you know, up on, up until this point, you know, being the author of the Harry Potter <laughs> series and yeah. making reading cool again. I mean, my niece has read those books like seven or eight times now. It's ridiculous. But why? I mean, if she privately feels this way that 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 trans people are infringing on, you know, old school um, women's rights arguments. If she feels like, you know, that the voice of women that were born, naturally born women is being overshadowed by trans. I don't know. Not, not every thought you have needs to be tweeted out. Maybe that's something you keep privately to yourself. <laughs> so you don't squander goodwill. And I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know if my niece who's read these book series eight times over is, is aware of what J.K. Rowling is saying on Twitter. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get it. She's a woman. She's entitled to her views on femininity. I'm a man. I'm not in that same way at all. Right. Now, that, now, that being said, yeah. it, it just seems an awkward hill to die on to keep bringing this up to the point where, like, the guy that played Harry Potter is like, yeah, I don't agree with this woman. Yeah. You know? He's like, uh, you made me a star a woman who wrote these books. But, uh, nah, women are women. All women are women. Trans women are women too. You know what I mean? 
Uh, and he, you know, it's crazy that it's, it's splitting the divide. It's like that scene in, in the, 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 the crappy uh, Star Wars trilogy that we dare not speak of. It's like, you are the chosen one. You are, you are, you know, it's like you're fighting uphill. You're going to die, man. Anakin, don't try it. Just don't do it. You were the chosen one. So I, I would like if we could have a female caller call in on this because I, 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 I do feel a little yes. icky talking about this as a guy because. Yeah, I mean, you, you got a point. I, I know I come to this as, you know, I'm a white guy I mean, it, it, speaking on trans rights and women's rights. You know, I, I feel you got a point there. I mean, yeah. and, and that's the thing. I mean, we, it would be great to have a, a female voice call in. You know, uh, I've been basically saying to everybody, call us 314-766-4581. So give us a call. I'd love to hear a, a woman's uh, opinion about this as well. You know what y'all think? You know, please give us a call. You know, um, I mean, I, I have my own views on this, but I can also see where. You know, as a woman who's born a woman, you know, that she might feel that, you know, feel a certain way about this. And I don't know. I mean, I'm all for trans rights. And but I, at the same time, I kind of. I don't know. I kind of. Uh, I feel a little odd talking about this. <laughs> I feel you. No, I feel you because it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like you are. Uh, you know, of the LGBTQ community and neither am I. So, and so or, I, or, a I woman, so. or no, yeah. Or a woman or, you know, or trans male, you never know. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you, you're right. You know, uh, we, we don't really, even what we're saying does not really fully, you know what I'm saying? Have, we don't really have a say in this situation, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of true. we yeah, really yeah. don't have a say, but at the same time, I know what's right and what's, and I know, or I know in my heart, uh, what is right and I know in my heart what is wrong and you know there are you know there are people who are <laughs> yeah sorry there's there's people on here that are saying some stuff and uh, they shouldn't be saying stuff so I'm just making sure that they're clear. Uh, the racists are back. Yep they're back. Racist trolls. Yep they're back. Yeah. Yeah. They be back and all. Anyway, rich, rich full lives. The racist yeah, YouTube trolls. Absolutely, but it's anyway, like nothing better to do at eleven thirty on a Wednesday than go I'm and saying, spread race hate right? on it's, YouTube. You got some things to do. You know what I'm saying? Not this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Alex, what's up, man? I hope uh, UK is treating you well. Hopefully, it's sunny over there, not rainy right now. Um, Tanner Vane said, "There's a problem. Uh, there's a person on Twitch." Uh, on the Twitch diversity thing that is born male who identifies as female who identifies as a male deer. Oh my God. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's some crazy stuff. Um, oh, see Lauren call in. I would love to Lauren said, I'm, if, if I weren't at work, I'd call in. I'm trans. Now, Lauren, I would love to get your opinion about this so definitely call in you know what i mean um that's you know i would yeah, love to know as a, as a straight cis white male it's uh <laughs> i feel like i'm uh yeah it, it, it's uh yeah. it's hard to weigh in on this without coming off like an a-hole to somebody yeah that's it's very very true it's very very true you know um you know and and that's just unfortunately uh i mean 
like I said, we don't really have a full place to say what, you know, we don't have a full place to say anything because we are not, uh, we are not uh, trans, but at the same time, uh, you know, we do know what's innately good and what's innately bad. And I know that uh, J.K. Rowling just needs to start, stay with reading, writing books. She just needs to stay with the, re, the, with the writing books. Putting in tweets and all that stuff is just, um, like I said, you know, it's interesting. Also, you know, let's go on to the next, the next topic because there is something else that we wanted to talk or that I wanted to talk about. Terry Crews. Holy God, Terry Crews. Uh, my brother, Terry Crews. Um, uh, oh, and Lauren, it's okay. It's okay. But Terry Crews, guys, Terry Crews went to Twitter just a couple days ago and said something along the lines of, he said something along the lines of black supremacy. He made a tweet, uh, he made a very controversial tweet about black supremacy. Yes. Uh, I, I so, have the tweet here. It's, uh, oh, well, I was going to do the, let me, let me do the, uh, a little bit of a back background story real quick and then you, you can do it okay um, so uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine star Terry Crews faced Twitter backlash on Sunday after a tweet about race relations uh, he meant to be inspiring turned into a controversy uh, as protests continued nationwide following the uh, May 29th death of George Floyd in police custody Cruz 51 who has been an active voice calling for change on social media, tweeted, what did he tweet? Uh, he said, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like it or not, we are all in this together. Okay, so this tweet suggesting black supremacy immediately went viral with both Terry Crews and black supremacy shooting to trending topics on Twitter as social media users blasted the comments. So we are going to talk about this one. Ah. See, this is the moment when you go, this is where you want to say, like, I wish that there was a, a, a bot or something like that that just says, hey, man, you sure you want to, you sure you want to tweet this? Yo, Terry, you sure you want to tweet this? Hey, JK. You sure you want to tweet this? You know what I'm saying? Just before you hit send or that there's like a 15 minute hold on your tweets so that you can make sure as you see it out there on your thing, it's like this won't be fully public for 15 minutes. You sure you want to put you sure you want to put this out? Yeah. Mm -mm. Not not a good black supremacy. Black supremacy. Where? Where does he have the where 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 would there ever be black supreme? How would black be? How could there be black supreme? How could there be black supremacy that we've never even experienced that ever? Now, white supremacy, yes, we've ex we, we still experience, experience that to this day. But black supremacy, where, what? How could that even be possible? Don't we take up like 13% of the population, of the U.S. population? How would that even be possible? That's impossible. Where are you coming from? Another thing. It's the intent. I get it. And I get that his heart is there. 
But what are you saying, man? What you said was not fully thought out. Period. That's not thought out, man. That is really dumb. Really, really dumb. Tom. Yeah. So I'm glad we went from uh, women's and trans issues to, <laughs> to this. Both, both subjects I'm very comfortable talking about. Ah, and, yeah. Uh, first thing in the morning. Yeah. Uh, this, what he said, obviously, drew a, a lot of responses from other. Orlando Jones uh, went back on him on Twitter, responding to the tweet, said, Black supremacy. I was we just about to read that. 13% of the U.S. population hold no institutional power and gaslight our coworkers. We got 99 problems, and your math isn't the only one. Yep. And a lot of people very, very upset with Terry Crews about that tweet. And there were, yeah. I guess he put out that tweet, tweet the same day Mitt Romney went and marched with Black Lives Matter protesters. So we had people like uh, Daryl War- Wharton Rigby who tweeted, we have officially entered the twilight zone on a day when Mitt Romney marches with Black Lives Matters and Terry Crews does the thing he does. Yeah. Frederick Joseph posted, every time I think Terry Crews has done the worst, he always does more. So received quite a bit of backlash. Terry Crews, uh, you know, he, he tried to clarify his statements a little later. He said, please know that everything I've said comes from a spirit of love and reconciliation for the black community first, then the world as a whole, and in hopes to see a better future for black people. You know what? Here it is. Like, okay, like I keep saying, intent. I get it. You have intent. The intent is there. I get what you were, I, I, I understand that what you were trying to say was something else, but you could have rephrased it a little bit different. It's not, in this situation, it's what you said and how you said it. You could have come off a little bit different, a little bit better. Your, that tweet could have been a much stronger tweet than what it was. It definitely backfired so hard, you know, especially like right now. There's all this stuff in regards to uh, Gabrielle Union uh, and America's Got Talent. And I understand that you're the new host and all that. But not once did you ever show that you had her back. Still to this day, I mean, you tried to, to cover it up. You tried to go back and go, no, 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 no. You know, no, no, I do have her back and all that stuff. But you're still working there. Nothing's changed. Not a damn thing's changed. You know, now they brought, brought in Sofia Vergara. You know, America's got talent. You know, that girl, you know, the, the girl with the big high voice and the heavy accent. She's, she's funny. She's great. But at the same time, they replaced her with, with her. Because she is likable to the white community. She's on one of the biggest hit shows ever. You know, Modern Family. She's on a huge show. Everybody loves her. You know, Sophia Vagara. You know what I mean? She's great. But of course, they fired Gabrielle Union because of her hairstyles and stuff. You're not saying anything about that. You didn't tweet anything about that, at least that I know of. So I don't know. (laughs) 
You got it all wrong, man. Clearly the math is off. Clearly you don't understand the words that you're putting out there in that particular tweet. That was a very small tweet. In that small tweet, you just blew your whole thing up. The whole thing up. And like I said, I get your intent. I get what angle you were trying to get at. That we all need to get along and all that stuff. I get that. You didn't need to say it like that, though. You were really trying hard to sound smart. That's not what you needed to be doing right then and there, brother. That's my personal opinion on it. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so it's stupid. A, it's a difficult time to be a celebrity on Twitter. <laughs> oh. A lot of people stepping in it. And I, I feel this, mm. I mean, I feel this every day too. I worry like hell that, you know, God forbid any, you know, I ever meet with any fame in my life. We're going to have three hours a day of my unfiltered, <laughs> off the top of my head comments on the day's most controversial issues. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you're not going to hit it right. No. Sometimes you're not going to have the right opinion. Um, I mean, here it is. Not everybody's going to be, shoot, man. I've, I, like, you know, the, the most, re even just speaking on a, on a real personal level in regards to even just the things that I've been posting on, on YouTube. Shoot, man. I put up a video about uh, Tucker Carlson, the, the video that, that we talked about Tucker Carlson yesterday, and it's getting destroyed. People are destroying it. People are hating us. You know, for what we talked about, saying, oh, you're missing, you got all the, you're misinformation and blah, 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 and do your research, uh, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to be perfect. No one's perfect. There's no way I'm going to, you know, sit here and do a video, and every single time I put out a video, it's going to be a, a knockout the park. You know, it's not going to be a home run every time. You know, sometimes there are going to be things that, you, that people disagree on. But at the same time, when you have such a, a, a magnifying glass over your life where the black community is looking to you as a figure. You really need to re rethink the things that you're saying. Rethink what you're about to tweet. Because somebody's going to take it, screenshot it, and put it all over the ether. And it's going to be... It's going to be ugly. He did not need to say any of that noise, man. He did not. In fact, he should have came back and said, mm, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. You know, maybe I shouldn't be putting this thing in. Let me just rephrase that real quick. Make sure I'm not being super stupid. You know, I mean, I think, you know, we've we've all said dumb stuff before that maybe doesn't really reflect what what we really meant to say. Of course. Uh, like I said, nobody's you know. perfect. Yeah, nobody's perfect. But we definitely had to talk about that because, you know, I had to we definitely had to get that that opinion, you know, that talk <laughs> out because that's that's something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. But I just hadn't gotten a chance to really bring it up. We've been talking about so many other things in regards to Trump and, the, you know, uh, the voting and Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. And still all this stuff still revolves around all that stuff, too. But at the same time, Terry, man, you know, I like Terry. I like Terry Crews. He just needs to start thinking something else. You know, he needs to or he just needs to put down the phone for a second and just not say anything for a little while. Take, you know, take a break, buddy. You know what I mean? Take a lap. 
Walk it off. Walk it off, man. Just walk it off. Do us that favor. Walk it off for a while. Keep hosting America's Got Talent. Just stay off Twitter for a little while. Anyway, uh, moving on to the next topic. We do have something else that uh, we need to talk about. Ivanka Trump. This is an interesting thing. Um, she blames. She blames. Um, this is actually funny. She blames cancel culture for her being canceled from uh, uh, speaking at a com- uh, having a commencement speech. Um, it it's freaking nuts. Um, where, where is that thing? I have it here. I'm just trying to find it right quick. There we go. Tom, do you have any of uh, anything on that? I do have, yeah, a, uh, I do have a video. Yeah, Hold on. Here's what professional filmmakers said were their biggest mistakes. They- Come on. What did you say, Tom? Sorry. Oh, do you that. have the video? I do have a video. CNN oh, okay. covered it, so we're just going to throw this video out real quick. All right. Yes. Hold on. Get this up to the top, up to the tippy top. Oh, it's fuzzy as hell, but uh, you'll get the general idea. Here we go. Now to the commencement speech that wasn't this one involving first daughter Ivanka Trump. On Twitter, Trump is blaming what's popularly known as cancel culture after a technical school in Kansas sided with student and faculty demands and shut down Ivanka Trump's virtual commencement speech in light of her father's response to George Floyd's death and his handling of nationwide protests and protests in Washington. She posted an excerpt of the speech that she was planning to make. You commence at a moment unlike any other. America and the world are battling a terrible pandemic. Our entire society is engaged in a national endeavor to defeat the virus, protect our fellow citizens, and open up America again to rebuild our economy and take care of the safety and well-being of our people. You are a wartime graduate. Kavya Natasin is with us now. She graduated from Wichita State University in 2018. And tell us, you signed an open letter that opposed this speech. Tell us why. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you having me. Um, I think at a time when black communities and allies throughout the United States and even the world at this point have been risking their lives to prevent the system at large from perpetuating such uh, pervasive injustice and violence, WSU Tech invited the person who's a senior advisor and the daughter of a man who has the platform, the power, the resources, and the ability to heal our nation and truly work towards deconstructing the system. But obviously none of that has transpired. I think that Ivanka Trump has been completely in terms of, you know, as her father in, continues to incite violence against the very people that want into it. And I think that seeing her is really the definition of, of performative allyship. She has talked about equality. She has spoken on solidarity and unity and achieving justice. But I, that's all completely unsupported by any policies or tangible contributions or constructive change. So I think that inviting someone of that caliber to a university, um, a university affiliate, that wants to support students of color and, you know, in a platform and environment of inclusion and equity and justice, um, it sends a very different message to the students and faculty there. 
Kavya, you've probably seen part of her address because she posted it online. We just played some of it. In another part, she also talks about kind of all of the effort, including tears, that have gone into what students have done. And I know, you know, for instance, some critic, some critics of hers in this have used that image along with tear gas to sort of play off of her using the word tears. What have you thought about her address? Um, so I didn't read the entire thing, but already in terms of the tears, I can tell you that I've cried a lot too. And I'm telling you, a lot of activists on the front line who are doing a lot more than me have cried just as much. Um, but, you know, I think what comes to mind as you say that is when she passively watched as her father ordered federal agents um, to to spread this tear gas in front of the Washington protesters, I think that's very, you know, further corroborates what I'm saying about this performative allyship. You tell me that you have these tears, you tell us that you want to make these changes, but there has been no policy, nothing that's tangible that actually helps the fight that we're in right now. So how can someone come and speak at an institution about inclusion, equity, and doing something great in the world when her father's policies and her as senior advisor um, haven't been able to contribute towards them being able to have the same liberties that she even does? So um, I think that further only illustrates my point even more. Kavya, thank you for joining us. Kavya Natasin, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Interesting. I'm going to make the argument. Ow, that was loud. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, there that's that's what's going on. I mean, she made a she made a comment in regards to that. And it was like, hey, you know, she literally is blaming cancel culture for her not being able to do a commencement speech. Uh, Tom, what do you think? The hell was she ever doing as a commencement speaker in the first place? That's the that's my question, bro. That's what I'd like to know. I mean, you spend. I mean, well, this is uh, Wichita. Was it Wichita or Wichita State University? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, if I'm correct, yeah. Yeah, their technical school. I mean, if I graduate from college and the best they have to offer for me as a commencement speaker is Ivanka Trump, uh, that asks for maybe a couple semesters of tuition money back. I mean, what the hell? Could she have, what kind of life advice could she offer recent graduates from college? Hey, go find a billionaire father whose legacy you can skate on for the rest of your life. I mean, what's she really done? She's got her jewelry line that's like a glorified Etsy store with the cachet of having the Trump name behind it. But what the hell's she done? Yeah. This is just nepotism. It's all it is. She has zero business having any of the positions Trump's given her in the White House. She's an absolute joke. What the hell does she, what is she doing at a commencement speech? She hasn't accomplished anything except riding the coattails of her scumbag father. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting, you know, like I said, it's interesting that <sighs> that's what happens. And, you know, what that that girl said in the later on in that interview, um, the fact that she stood by and let the and was okay with the people being shot, those protesters being shot with tear gas, shot with rubber bullets, just so he could cross the street to go and take a photo with a, a Bible that he's never held in his whole entire life in front of a church that he's only gone into maybe once or twice in his entire term as president says something too. You know, I don't care how manufactured and how primmed and, and put together she is. 
she's still behind someone a, a, a president that's terrible. Yep. And yes, I get it. It's her father and all that and blah blah blah. But at the same time, like you know, okay, so maybe it was uh, Jim on Facebook saying no tear gas was used, but they were using excessive force. Let's just say that. Let's boil it all the way down. They were using excessive force. If they weren't using tear gas, they were using other other means of getting Trump over there, which is no, there's no reason for those things. No reason. He could have waited. And she was right there next to him, walking across that grassy knoll to get a photo in front of that. And that just says a lot of things about who she is and what she stands for. And that's not the right time to do any commencement speeches. I don't think she's being canceled. I think it's just a more of a, a situation of if she was to go and speak at that place, she represents something. She's behind somebody. She represents somebody that is not for the movement at all. And there's a lot of people out here that are for the movement. That are graduating college that probably don't want to hear her speak or they're just trying to avoid some sort of uproar during a graduation. That's not a good idea. They're not trying to trigger people, you know? So I don't think she's getting canceled. I think that they're just playing it right. Yeah, I, I'm still just, I'm just still, I, I would love to know what she'd have to say to recent college grad. What, what advice could she give out that would not ring hollow? It's a very <laughs> just, good question. It's like, I, I just... It, it's bizarre to me yeah. that she was ever even invited in the first place. It's like go and 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 <laughs> go have a, a you know be born into you know be born with a silver spoon in your mouth with a a, a multi millionaire as a as a dad. Oh, you don't have that? Okay, then I can't help you. I mean, if I if I want to hear any of Trump's kids speak at a convent. Uh, commencement address i I think it would be tiffany trump yeah the one that isn't a total mindless suck up to her father you know i mean that's that's who i want to hear from is somebody who's actually got a brain on their head whose goal in life isn't to secure the bag by sucking up to donald trump every day of his life like you know like ivanka and don jr and eric I, I want to hear from Tiffany Trump, who, you know, as we were talking about a few days ago, turned her Twitter profile picture black in support of Black Lives Matter and seems really? to have very different political philosophical views from her father. I we never hear from her, though. See, apparently that, she doesn't hear from Donald all that often either. They have a strained relationship. Yeah. And what's funny to me, I never heard about that. I never heard about her, Tiffany Trump, doing that. But that's the thing. She's probably the black sheep of the family. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, she's well, probably I mean, the one going, I see you, dad. <laughs> I see who you are. You know, just a theory. What were you going to say? Yeah, Tom? well, I, yeah, it's I mean, we, we've seen this so many times before where Trump will have like the people around him sing his praises for him before, like they start the meeting. He loves having his ego stroked. Oh, yeah. So I want to hear from the kid that's not out there constantly stroking his ego and trying to get on his good side. Yeah. I want to hear from Tiffany Trump. Yeah. If, if I'm going to hear from any of them, which I don't want to hear from any of them at my commencement address, I want to hear from somebody that's actually done something with their lives other than, you know, right. just be born into a rich family. Right. But, yeah. It's um, 
yeah, it's it's very <sighs> that family is a very confusing family. All in all, you know what I mean. Um, yep. What else is there? Oh, we've got Confederate monuments are coming around, coming down around the south, and Christopher Columbus's statue yes. was torn down. Yes, let's talk about that really quick. Sorry, I got a, I got a little uh, uh, distracted for a second there. Um, so uh, yes, Christopher Columbus's statue has been torn down and thrown into a lake. What the heck is going on? Let, let's talk about that. Yes, uh, I guess this was in Richmond, Virginia. The Christopher Columbus statue located at Bird Park. Uh, it was spray painted and lit on fire, I think, at one point. Unbelievable. And torn up and thrown into Fountain Lake. Mm-hmm. I guess it's been pulled out of the lake at this point. But this kind of follows a wider trend of, uh, of uh, statues uh, monuments honoring people who uh, maybe maybe in the light of day weren't such great people. Certainly a lot of these Confederate soldiers, a lot of states are taking out Confederate statues, but it's Christopher Columbus one in Virginia also getting thrown out. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, obviously Christopher Columbus in recent years, a lot Sailed of people the 70s. Have, Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a lot, a lot has come out about Christopher Columbus in the last you know, I don't know how many years about what a brutal, brutal person he was. Yes. Um, so it's interesting to see kind of the, I mean, I, I don't know about everybody else, but I mean, I grew up thinking, you know, Christopher Columbus was this nice uh, explorer who discovered America. And, you know, you don't hear about the fact that he was like feeding Native Americans to his dogs and chopping off their noses and ears and hands and stuff like that for minor infractions and forcing them to go get them gold. And if he didn't bring, if they didn't bring back enough gold for him, he'd maim them. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see kind of the, um, kind of the pillars of white hegemony starting to come down. Yeah. In areas. And it's funny how they're, you know, like, for example, the Mr. Super just said Christopher Columbus didn't even discover America first. And that's that's true, too. And and it's like all these things that have been, you know, that we put Christopher Columbus, we put him on this pedestal. And if he's done all these terrible things, um, then why why have a statue of a man who did terrible things? Just like a lot of those Confederate uh, statues that are out there. Why are those those? You know, and that why are those statues out there out there? But then, of course, there are a lot of people that feel like, you know, those guys are part of those guys were a part of history and they should not be taken down or not be taken away. So, you know, the question is something I'd like to leave out to you guys. What are your thoughts? Do you think that just because if they had a if they were, of course, they were part of history, do they deserve to be taken down? You know, if they're a Confederate soldier, a Confederate leader, if they were somebody, you know, uh, somebody like Christopher Columbus with, you know, that had his story is very tarnished and very messed up. You know, do do they deserve do do those statues deserve to be taken down? You know, I leave that question up to you guys for sure. You know, Um, because, yeah, it's uh, it's really bad. You know, it's it. All those things are are are, are bad. Um, 
let's see what else sorry the statue of the guy in the UK is terrible oh they're talking about yeah, I'm the just um, I believe slave trader yeah the slave trader that was taken down too yeah yeah that one was taken down just recently as well um mm -hmm. you know um uh uh nako 88 uh what's up good evening he's he's watching from uk thank you so much for watching from the uk you know what i'm saying um <laughs> um but man people are going in right now a lot of those confederate statues statues were put up during the civil rights movement so yep. they should be taken down absolutely i agree with that michelle uh thank you so much michelle for uh for commenting um alex jones we just dump a slave trader statue into the bristol harbor some guy named edward colston so that's the guy um Yes. And I, you know, I personally think, yes, take them all down. You know, if they, if, you know, times are changing. The world is different now. We are not, we don't need to have those statues up anymore. If they re represent a past that has nothing to do with us, that has, uh, that has everything to do with a, a time that was terrible and unjust, take them down. Absolutely. 110% take them down. There's no reason to keep those things up. You know what I mean? Um, Wow. Uh, there are Bill, uh, uh, John Harrison all the way from, uh, uh, why am I forgetting where he, he just, he's called, he came in from, um, starts with Malaysia. Sorry. I was like, it starts with the M all the way from Malaysia said, um, there are buildings all over Bristol named after him. Google him. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to look him up for, for real. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, Gary says, yeah, take them down, you know? Um, and that's that's real. You know, uh, also military bases are finally considering changing Confederate names. Absolutely. Michelle, yep. thank you for telling me that, you know, and putting that in into it. Yes, that's the thing. You know, there's a lot of those things like a lot of these names, a lot of the statues, all that stuff. Yeah. These names should be changed. They, they do not represent the, the America or the world that we live in now. They represent a time that was standing for something completely different. Yeah. Obviously, our world is completely different and, and much more integrated now. Uh, you know, the, so go ahead. The, the thing with Christopher Columbus, too, I mean, I, I think in a lot of these situations, you look back and say, well, Christopher Columbus was probably just acting in the way that most people acted in his time, that he was a product of his time. And that's why he led in such a cruel way. That's not the case. Um Many other members of his what expedition or colony that he had set up were very critical of the way he brutally treated Native Americans. It yeah. was not it, it, it was uncool even at the time. In fact, he and his two brothers spent some time in jail back in Spain for the atrocities they committed. Eventually, they were wow. pardoned by Francis and Isabella. But. Really? Even for the time, people were like, this guy is a psychopath. Like, yeah. he's cutting off people's noses and ears and hands and cutting out people's tongues and selling them into slavery and feeding, like, Native American children to his dogs in front of their parents. I mean, he was an absolutely brutal psychopath. I didn't even as know were that. As two brothers. I didn't yeah, even no, know that, bro. Even for his time, 
And there, there are written documentation on this, even for his time in the 15th century. Whoa. Other 15th century Spaniards and other people that, you know, went on the expedition to the Americas. I read Italian, but uh, working on behalf of the Spain. But even people that were part of his expedition when they were interviewed about him back in the 15th century, like this guy is crazy. He's Wow. I mean, there are many, many I documented did. instances of I've, him being just a brutal, yeah. brutal man. I've heard little bits, but I never knew that he did some, that kind of crazy stuff. Like, I didn't yeah. know that to the extent that is some crazy. But th- see, that's the thing. That happened so, like, hundreds of years ago. How did they have that information? Where did they have that information? You know what I'm saying? It's so yeah. crazy that that happened I, Many, I do think a, a lot, like a lot the of hundreds these, of years ago, and now this stuff is coming out now. Like, where yeah, was it before? I, I do think. I think Damn. in the case of Christopher Columbus, it's that there was a journal that was like kind of stowed away in Spain that had kind of documented his list of atrocities, and I think it was only in the last hundreds of years or so that that was kind of rediscovered. I, I could be wrong on that, but. Nonetheless, we know what we know now about Christopher Columbus and the fact that he did not discover America. Yeah. Uh, the Native Americans discovered America and the Vikings kind of popped over for a bit. And then Christopher Columbus came. And as far as I know, I, I mean, he didn't really spend any time in the United States proper. He was more in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Why the hell do we have statues of him up here anyway? Right. Wow. That's interesting. That's really, really interesting. You know? And yeah, and, you know, these. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be plenty of people saying, oh, you're erasing Southern history and by removing these Confederate statues. But as you said, these were largely put up during the civil rights movement as kind of a thumb in your eye to people wanting equality for black people. Yeah. And God, I, I don't know about you. I, I still remember being taught in social studies class when I was a kid that the Civil War was about states' rights. You hear oh, that wow. argument so often. That's that, funny. You know, that like, it, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about states' rights. I, never, I learned and it about God slavery. I decided to educate myself on that further. Yeah, that's, that's funny because I, I learned that it was about, like, that's, I learned that it was about slavery. Like, yeah. I, I learned that there was the, the, you know, split between North and South because of slavery. Yeah. You know, um, uh, that's it, interesting. It was. If you read the oh, secession, yeah, I mean, if you re- there's documentation. If you read the the secession letters from all of the southern states, slavery is mentioned in the first paragraph in almost all of them, and in the ones where it's not, it's mentioned in the second paragraph. Yeah, it might have been about states' rights, but it was about the states' rights to continue slavery. So, yeah, that's. That's but it, it's good to see these things coming down. I mean, I realize it's a lot of CYA time in the South. Cover your ass. Mm-hmm. A lot of people being like, hey, we better get these things taken down before people start rallying around them. And that could be it, too. Fires. That could but be it, too. Whatever takes them down, whatever gets them out, out of there and whatever, you know, whatever can end this myth that somehow Confederate, the Confederacy should be in any way glorified. Glad to see that kind of hopefully being taken down. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is a is it's definitely as uh, Nikki said on here. It's definitely a good start. You know, it's definitely a a start towards something, um, towards something better, uh, and and towards a a a different country, 
towards a different world. You know, now that is happening in the UK, it's happening in America. You know, I, I you know, like I said, I, I think slowly but surely things are going to start changing for the better. We just have to, uh, like I said, just wait and see, you know. But anyway, we got to wrap it up because there's there's we went through so much. Holy cow. Literally, we went through everything except one thing on the show, which I want to talk about, but I'm going to hold that one out for tonight's show for sure. So, uh, Tom, again, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. If thank you, you if you got time to come onto the show tonight, you know, uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, uh, it'd be great to have you on if you got time. All right. Well, we will see. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. Um, you don't have to answer right now. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> will you go out with me? Check yes, no, or maybe. I'll just let you <laughs> sit on that and ponder it for a little while. Anyway, um, so big thank you to everybody who tuned in today. I really, really appreciate uh, you guys all being um, on the show, commenting, being a part of it. No one called though, which is, uh, you know, a little frustrating, but at the same time, it is all good. I will be, the phone lines will be open tonight, later on tonight for sure at 7 PM central standard time. So don't be shy, be a part of the show tonight. Uh, we will be talking about some other things. Um, of course, there's one thing that we're going to be talking about, which is the Mark Wahlberg situation. Um, mm-hmm. There's some things that have happened in his past that are starting to resurface. They've been resurfaced, but now they're starting to be put out there even more because of the whole Black Lives Matter movements, everything like that. Things are the wave of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, he's getting kind of caught up in the wake of this whole thing. And uh, the main question is, should we give Mark Wahlberg a pass or no? Uh, so we're going to be talking about that tonight uh, and going into deep detail in regards to what's going on with all of that. Um, so definitely, definitely tune in tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time because we will talk about that all day long anyway <laughs> and hopefully tom will be a part of it because it'd be great to have somebody else to b- bounce off of this uh conversation and of course there's gonna be more conversations that we're gonna be having tonight as well uh you know i held like i said last night i didn't do uh, a big show i just kind of did a quick one where i just talked to everybody solely because i was like there's so much to talk about and i was like i need to have tom and jack on here to talk about this bounce these 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 discussions off with with them because I can't do this that these certain particular comments and and, and uh, situations and news topics alone, especially some of these like you know the J.K. Rowling one, the you know the Nancy Pelosi one. Like there were so many of them where I'm like, nah, I can't. I gotta sit back. I gotta sit back and wait for tomorrow morning because this is too juicy not to talk about. Um, and of course, shout out to Jack. You know, he wasn't able to be on the show today, but you know, we miss you. Hopefully he'll be back on tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah, if you haven't done it yet, hit that subscribe button. All right. Also hit that notification bell and hit that all on the notification bell so that you know when we go live every single time. Um, and you know, like I said, if you can share, let people know about this show, that would really, really mean a lot. You know, we are the Pascal show trying to get as much conversation and as much information as we can out there to talk about and fight, agree, disagree, the whole nine cry, laugh, everything right here on this show. Anyway, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button underneath and hit that notification bell. We got to get going. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. 
And I'll see you guys at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.